Alrighty, folks. Welcome to the latest episode of Podcast. Uh, as always, I'm Wayne. I'm Darren. I'm Jill. Uh, Kim isn't with us this uh, this week. Uh, she's taking a taking a kind of a relaxing moment to chill and get back in her headspace. But she'll be with us on the next one. Uh, but we're going to power ahead. We've got a rake of stuff to chat about um, and discuss and waffle on and give our our valued or unwanted, whatever way you look at it, opinions. Um, how's everyone been? It's been a couple of weeks since we did a podcast, um, so it's been busy. I know we've been all doing different things. Yeah, I was in London last weekend. London, London, in it. An Irish person going to London on Jubilee weekend. Hand in your Fenian card at at fucking customs, will it? That's not why I was going over. So like, um. So uh, me and Liam went over. There was a festival on on the Sunday, which had been organised months ago. It's called Cross the Tracks. I believe it happens every year. Um, but it was kind of punk, soul, R&B, very chill kind of vibe. Uh, loads of craft beer stalls. Loads and... of craft beer. <laughs> and um, so much food that you could have had because one um, might have gotten the munchies at that festival no just yeah, ever so slightly i'm not talking about you in particular but from the description i say everyone was just very relaxed and chill and just like it was kind of um it was kind of billed as a, a family encouraging families to go there was quite a few little people with like giant headphones on their heads ah, to cool. like protect their little ears from the music but uh, the headlining band Brangbin are from Texas and they were very cool and they did this amazing medley uh, in the middle of their set. Um, but it pissed rain on Sunday. Uh, at, the e- at the end of the festival, it was grey during the day, but yeah, it pissed rain during that set. It was good fun. Um, we stayed like 10 minutes walk from Camden Market um, and we hit like we had hit like eight record stores in Camden. I bought some goth records in the punk record store. Um, I got some pins and got myself a little um, Elvira collectible doll. Oh, cool! In the weird, in the weird toy shop in the stables, uh, stables market. And uh, yeah, t-shirts. And we had some fun. Ate a lot of really nice food. That's awesome. Um, I, I yeah. do. I do love London. It's one of my all-time favorite places. Yeah, it is amazing. Um, we and Irene do plan on going back there in the near future once everything has settled down a bit more. But um, yeah. no, it, there's so many cool places. I don't think we've ever we've had so many London trips and none of them have been the same as the one yeah. before. It's so everything. It's always different. It's it's it is a huge melting pot of culture and loads of different things to see and do. Um, mm. Just unfortunately, it just so happens to be on the Jubilee weekend you went over. I'd say yeah. it was fucking yeah. mental. Um. Well, you see. Anytime I've been to Camden, it's always been busy anyway. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, we kind of, because we had the day at the festival on the Sunday, we spent the day Saturday neutering in Camden um, and seeing the sights there. I didn't go to do the big touristy things because we were like, yeah, everybody's off. So uh, maybe stay away from them because all the other folks are out and about doing their things but because they had the friday and the monday off today. yeah it was a long weekend weekend yeah. yeah long weekend um so uh i think we managed to avoid most of the crowds but <laughs> there was a 
there was a strike then on Monday. Uh, the underground uh, staff went on strike on Monday. Um, so we came out of where we were staying. We were going for breakfast anyway. And I was like, hmm, uh, Chalk Farm Station is closed. And Dublin Station is closed. We're like, oh, fuck. So I had planned like an alternative route to get to the airport. And of course, the buses were getting delayed because everybody was on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. The, the underground. So I just went, fuck this. Uh, I, I ordered a free now and said, Taylor to the airport. Yeah. It was grand, like it wasn't it wasn't as expensive as I thought it was gonna be. But I I don't I don't do well when things get stre- stressful on holidays and I'm like, let's just sort it now. Like yeah. I don't if I'm going somewhere, I don't relax until I'm on the plane. <laughs> I don't relax properly until I'm on the plane and I'm like right. Yeah, Not here. Very same. Yeah, no, I, I've same seen. I, I, well, I've seen that in person when we go to Top Bubble. Um, you know, because I mean, Top Bubble is stressful because there's so many moving parts, and yeah. we are we are going back there. I'm sorry, it's November. It's not your fault. It's all of us. Like yeah. the thing about moving an entire group of comic book people from Ireland to Leeds, it's it's become second nature to some of us. Like we've you've done it yeah. more. You've done it more than I have. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think I, like like one or two more times. I've been three times. I think I've been three times. This will be my fourth, maybe fifth. Well, I've been three times. I can't remember. Yeah. I've been three times. So I went I went as a punter first year, then went mm. we went as rogue, then we went as rogue again. Yeah. So oh, well I've been a punter. I went as I went with rogue twice. I've been a punter two or three times. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. so doing rogue comic stuff over in Leeds, it's interesting because we go from the type of stuff we do here. Which is yeah. cool, like and loads of fun, like at Dublin Comic Con and, and other shows that we've been yeah. at here. And then we go to the top of it, and it's like so many other people that make comics, yeah. and it's just all comics. And you're kind of like, you know, it's like I feel like a, a little bit of little bitty fish on a, on a big fucking hook type of a situation. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean? It's 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 kind of like shock to the system, but a good shock to the system because yeah. everyone is so welcoming. But yeah, I can totally get what you're saying when you're traveling. If you're on the plane and you're there. Although you don't have the Catherine O'Hara left Kevin at home moment where you're just yeah. like, you realize you've forgotten something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. It is. And, and, and I, it's really funny when we travel and particularly when we go to London, we're so used to it now. Like I've done some stupid shit when I traveled. When we traveled to Berlin, I was, I was planning to propose to Irene when we traveled to Berlin. And uh, I was so nervous, I forgot to pack clothes. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god! So I I arrived in Berlin with no pants. <laughs> I literally had the pants I was wearing, a pair, two pairs of socks. One the ring was tucked into the pairs of pair of socks that was tucked into a pair of runners that were in my bag, and then a couple of t-shirts. But I had no pants. She was like, <laughs> "How did you forget to pack your fucking pants?" I'm like, "Oh, I was I was just distracted." Yeah, and I ended up buying Berlin pants. So, you know, Yay, Berlin pants. Berlin pants, which were quite cheap, and, and I think I still have a pair to this day. Nearly, what, 13 years later. Um, but there you go. Wow. Um, yeah, so Jill's been in London, and me and Darren, I don't think we didn't go that far afield. I I, uh, I enjoy the, the luxury place of the back garden. You know, it was very nice, very sunny, and yeah, that's what I did with my weekend. Uh, Five stars on Yelp. Weekend. Yeah, five stars. Went by, went by really quick, just sitting there with a bunch of monsters manuals, uh, creating evil bad guys and drawing really, really bad maps that no one will see. So, yeah, it was great. <laughs> and also drinking beer, which which you have to do, you know. Drinking beer in the sun in your backyard. Yeah, drinking and, beer in the sun. And, you know? 
plotting uh, things. That sounds great. Sounds uh, as as uh, cats go by judging me. Yeah. Cats <laughs> cats do that even when they don't go by. They just judge yes. you in general. At their default setting. Yeah. Judging, judging you. Judging. Um I my weekend and my last couple of weeks have been spent doing comic book stuff, doing writing stuff, doing nerdy stuff, playing a lot of video games. Played a lot of video games. Because I have finished writing my next book. Jill is now busy editing my next book. And Kev is now busy drawing my next book. So I don't have to do much until they tell me that I have to do something. So uh, I got to play some video games that I've been sorely waiting to play. And one of them kind of ties into probably a topic we're going to cover um, tonight. I went back. I had not finished the Star Wars Fallen uh, Jedi. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game. I hadn't finished it. I got it on the Xbox um, a while ago, and uh, I got a fair chunk into it, and then I just got distracted by something else. I can't remember what it was, but then I went back to it mm-hmm. because I'm in mm-hmm. a, I, I'm kind of needing a good Star Wars fix right now uh, yeah. to c- kind of fix the bad Star Wars fix that I've gotten recently. And I went in and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> yeah!" So Star Wars Jedi. I'm gonna mute while I munch this. That's okay. So I can listen to you. <laughs> so Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is a fantastic game and a fantastic star wars story that is considered canon by the way it is considered canon by lucasfilm oh, and been, by disney yeah it's created by lucasfilm and it is created by disney in, in in true respawn games and as far as i'm aware i looked this up before we recorded it is considered canon so the characters that are in that are uh, you know in the canon of star wars for now who knows if disney decides to change their fucking mind but we did the only sorry for the the one thing we did see is that the the little you see I'm not gonna forget all the names because it's been ages since I played it but I I couldn't put it down I loved it the little robot was in the Mandalorian so that's when I went yeah BD one yeah yeah I was like well is that in is that does that mean it's canon but um yeah so uh, like it, it, that that's how I was like well maybe if if he's in it then maybe it is well canon. I don't think it's meant to be the exact same robot it's just meant to be the same type of, type. of droid. Um, I it's, it, yeah, it's a BD droid, um, and BD one is the name of the droid that Cal Kestis, who is the main character in Fallen Order, um, he's that he is his droid throughout the game, your companion. Now the game has a phenomenal story set. Um, I think it's set like five years after Revenge of the Sith, so roughly around the same time, if not parallel, to the current Obi Wan Kenobi TV series. I think uh, Obi ten. But, yeah, yeah oh you're right obi is 10 you're correct you're oh, very oh, correct oh, in that oh. yeah so uh, fallen order is five years after revenge of the sith obi-wan kenobi is 10 because the, the twins leia and luke are 10 years of age and mm-hmm. um, so yeah darren is correct in that but uh the the story of fallen order is fantastic it is a, it's actually a souls like game in my mind it's it's got levels of difficulty as the game goes along that remind me of the souls games mm-hmm. the, the, the control system while sluggish and annoying at times, also like a Souls game, um, yeah. it is that the difficulty ramps up, particularly in some of the boss fights. But the story... Especially, especially if you don't know that you can actually find stuff to increase your health. Yes. Uh, I didn't know that until... Really? The moment where I, yeah, I, I got to a certain point and I was jammers that I defeated certain certain bad guys. But I just got this kind of like... I, I That last boss was so hard. There must be. And I checked online and yeah, dumbass didn't know. And then everything got a lot easier. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. So I was going hard, hardcore Dark Souls, you know. <laughs> yeah, and like it does have that. It does have that same buzz for me as Dark Souls. When you when Dark Souls and Elden Ring and Bloodborne and all that type of stuff, when you get the mechanics down and the gameplay flows, the <laughs> game is fantastic. But when you get stuck on some moments where you're trying to jump to a platform or 
wall run or do whatever or fight or block or do something in the game and it just isn't working for you it's quite frustrating and i've actually left it at a very frustrating boss fight that i just like i'll be back to you i'll see you in a while yeah Yeah, i'm gonna go fuck off over here for a bit and i'll be back to you but the reason why i bring up fallen order is and i don't know if everyone is is everyone up to date with obi-wan kenobi i know episode four only dropped today but at least have we all seen up to episode three yeah yeah you no but keep talking you sure okay so i'm gonna catch up okay have you watched any of it no i've seen like the trailer the trailer okay so darren you're up to date i'm yeah i'm up to date and what did you think of it um without spoilers i enjoyed the first two well i i I enjoyed the first two episodes a lot the character building all the character building uh good and bad the good guys and the bad guys uh enjoyed them all really wanted to find out what was going on uh, it was great to see what had happened to Obi Wan, what he was doing. Certain things I was that he wasn't doing, I was kind of like, "Why isn't he doing that?" That just seems odd. Uh, then when we got to episode three, that's when it kind of went downhill for me. Um, certain character, I I just felt we've seen him too much at the beginning. It was like they gave us they they excuse the pun they uh, uh, filled a load too quickly. Is what I felt, and I just couldn't, I couldn't understand the uh, like why, and it just, just I didn't enjoy number three, but four felt a little better. Um, when that character appeared again, I was like, okay, I'm feeling, I'm feeling scared again. Okay, this is weird. So, um, overall, I'm enjoying it because I'm going to wait until the entire six episodes out, and to see if I'm right on certain characters and the way they're acting and doing it but and this is again without spoilers but if if i am correct in what they're doing it is kind of per writing because it's something it's it's something everybody would do but again that's probably the the uh the the, 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 how how really easy not to spoil something but not explain anything (laughs) um one can do but yeah overall since you asked me uh, am i enjoying Mm. it i am but i can see why people aren't you know and again i'll 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 uh give my full feelings on it once the entire show is done because like you know like you don't judge a book until the ending happens uh and you know something that's brilliant uh can suddenly be shite at the end because the ending is ripped badly so i'm just gonna wait until all i've watched all six episodes but so far i'm enjoying it episode three was a bit uh uh-oh you know yeah i mean i yeah i get what you're saying totally 100 percent. i get what you're saying i i really enjoyed the first episode um Second episode is okay, and then it's just been downhill for me since then. Um, the 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 overall cast are fine. I've no issue with the cast at all. None. Uh, every single one of them are fine. Um, Hugh McGregor, uh, Moses Ingram, especially Moses Ingram. Actually, Moses Ingram was one of the better things about the show. Uh, playing the the, the kind of Reva Savan, like she's the, she's the third sister or second third sister. sister. Yeah, third sister. She's awesome in that. Like, so, real, real scary. Like. Just a bit of context for anyone that doesn't know, and Jill, I know you do know this, so I mean, I don't mind mm. saying this about the Clone Wars cartoon and the Rebels cartoon. There's a huge, awesome. and, and I will say this about it as well. Dave Filoni is not involved in the Obi Wan Kenobi series at all, which right. I think is the biggest mistake Disney have made so far with Star Wars. He has been involved in every home run that they've hit so far with Star Wars TV shows, mm-hmm. from The yeah. Mandalorian straight through. Anything involved in Star Wars that Filoni has touched and Favreau has been gold. 
Now, yeah. Boba Fett obviously became Mandalorian season 2.5 towards the end, yeah. which yeah. a lot of people didn't like, and they used mm-hmm. it to tie up the Mandalorian story rather than Boba Fett's. But as far as the Mandalorian is concerned, once everyone saw that, they were like, holy shit, this is top tier stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, the writer that's involved with Obi-Wan Kenobi, the person that's involved in writing Obi-Wan Kenobi, is also yeah. the person that has written, who's writing a Transformers movie. Oh. Who has written uh, Hayden Christensen's movie called Awake, which is trash. Um, he his his writing. He wrote the Guy Ritchie uh, King Arthur movie. I have never watched it. So that's why. I've so, never seen it, but I've seen enough snippets and terrible footage to go. Yeah. So the guy has a really bad. And Charlie Hum Yum Yum is in that. And I, I'm sure. surprised I wouldn't watch it. But you know, <laughs> if it's if it's pants, I won't do it. So yeah, so this guy's track record of writing is not phenomenal, yet he was handed one of the primo Disney um, pieces of the franchise in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Whose cock is he sucking? Probably all of them. I don't know. I don't know. You know? Um, and we're not going to judge him for that, because, you know, like he can suck all he wants. That's fine. Suck whatever he wants. That's Irene's giggle, by the way, if you heard that off in the corner. Um, I love that she came and brought you wine. She did. She did, actually. You notice that. She came in and gave me wine <laughs> off camera. Um, but so I'm a, like, look, anyone that knows me and has listened to this show at all knows how much I love Star Wars. How, knows how, yeah, knows how much I was disappointed with the new sequel trilogy. Remembers that Christmas episode that myself, Jill and Kim sat outside McGrath's pub on Hong Street after seeing the, the rise of skywalker and we fucking were like what was that like (laughs) there have been mistakes and i think obi-wan kenobi is one of the biggest fucking missteps that they've done so far um not about the casting not about the people that are involved in in the actual show acting as the characters they aren't the problem the writing and the direction are the major problems with this show Episodes one was decent. It was like, okay, cool. He's he's got a bit of PTSD. He's a bit remorseful about everything that's happened. I did question a lot of the motives though, because the whole point of Obi Wan Kenobi being on Tatooine, and he says it in episode one, is that the boy must be trained. Mm-hmm. Yet Obi Wan Kenobi had completely disregarded the Jedi way, buried his fucking lightsaber in the desert, and was out of touch with the Force. How is he going to train? How the fuck was he going to train anyone? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like what? That's the one problem I have. You know what I mean? He's like. You know, Owen Lars was right. Like, you trained his father. Like, but he, he, like, he he didn't have any touch with the Force. So why would he say, well, the boy must be trained? Well, you're not going to fucking do it. What's mm. the crack with that? It, it, it was so, like, two steps forward, one step back, or one step forward, two steps back. Because there were story beats and character beats that were really good. And then it got to kind of the, com- some of the comedic elements were very prequel comedic elements. Like that. George Lucas trying to write comedy moments. You're kind of going, no. no. Your alarm bells went off. It did. It did. And and some of the actors that they got involved were great actors. And I will say this. Indira Varma, I will watch her in anything. I will will watch her in everything. I love that woman. I'm in love with her. So when she showed up, I was like, okay, here comes the class. Like, I'm currently very happily listening through all of the Terry Pratchett audiobooks she has done recently. She has done all of the all of the Weird Sister audiobooks. So Jill, get on get on that shit. All of the Granny Weatherwax books. So it, 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 Indira is doing all of the voices, and then you have Bill Nighy as the as the appendix, and it's comedy gold. Peter right. Sarah, Peter Sarah Fenowitz is dead. Oh 
right? And and like there's there's other ones as well. Like um, uh, we have um, fucking Gollum is is doing. I think Gollum's doing the Rincewind books. So oh, yeah. um, you know, so and after listening to him do the fucking Andy Circus do the Hobbit and Lord oh, of the Rings and Lord of the Rings, I finished Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh him reading those books is real. And doing all the voices. Doing all oh, the voices. So his like, Sean Bean is perfect. His, it's so good. His, his Boromir is amazing, yeah. and his his Hobbit ones are brilliant. Yeah. like they obviously don't sound exactly like the actors, but the fact that he gives them the same accents as well and does it. Oh, so and of course he does Gollum. Yes. Yeah. You will. Yeah. Like any any more Andy Circus doing Gollum, I will. I'd be like, here, just take the wallet and fuck off with it, please. Um, <laughs> but I digress. The, the, yes, the Obi Wan Kenobi thing. See, I I really wanted it to be good. Obi Wan Kenobi is my, and this may be to my own detriment. Obi Wan Kenobi is my all time favorite character in Star Wars. He is the only yeah. hot toy I own. Is Obi Wan Kenobi. Because um, I purposely wanted the Alec Guinness one, and that's what I have, and that's it. And that's the and I'll, my my crack dealers in Dublin City Comics to tell you this. My plastic crack dealers in Dublin City Comics tell you this that they said, no, no, you've bought one hot toy, you're gonna buy them all. No, to this day since I bought that one, that's it. That's the only one I have. I don't know what I will ever own. Not even the John Wick or the Neo one would tempt me. Um, and yet they have basically made they've they've taken Disney seems to have done this with their heroes in the Star Wars universe. They take a hero and they dial back their abilities. You know when you play a video game and you, at the start of the video game they basically say, you are fully powered and something happens to you in the video game where you lose all your powers and you have to get yeah. them all back, all back towards again. the end of the game, right? And you only get them fully powered up until when you get to like maybe the second last boss. It feels like that. It feels like they've basically taken Obi-Wan Kenobi, who was the greatest Jedi Master to survive the Clone Wars next to Master Yoda. Mm-hmm. And at the end of at the end of <clears throat> Revenge of the Sith, he was fully in with looking after Luke on Tatooine. He was going to train himself to talk to Qui Gon, the, go- the Force Ghost of Qui Gon. And yet, the Obi Wan Kenobi we get in this show is yes, he's got PTSD. Who wouldn't after fighting in the Clone Wars, after having these clones that you became to know as brothers. If you've watched the Clone Wars cartoon, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I know. Right? Rex. You know this. Like, all of them. Like, I only... Yeah. Like, I recently re-watched the season finale of Clone Wars with Ahsoka and Rex and and the that ending. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's so much emotion in those shows that I cannot... I, I cannot be angry about the lack of investment in the Obi-Wan show because that should be a continuation of those stories. Yeah. And yet, because Filoni is not involved... It's not the proper continuation. It's this guy, Jed or Joby Hoyer or something his name is. Um, I can't remember his full name. I'll look it up in a minute. But it's just, it's like he's just trying to make the most fluff he can make just to pass six episodes of a show and just get on with it. Like there's moments that happen in the show. The Leia chase scene on Alderaan where the flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers turns up to kidnap her for some reason. I've never been taken out of a show so quickly. Oh when really? He, when his face turned up, I was—I kept on—I kept expecting him to go. What's the problem, McFly? You chicken? It's like, it's—it's <laughs> it's just you see the back of this guy's head at the start of the episode with Leia, and he has these cybernetic implants, and he looks pretty sinister. And then yeah. Leia goes off running. She's this rebellious child that always runs away from diplomatic meetings with her family. As a ten-year-old, fair enough. She runs yeah. out into the woods in Alderaan to go be with her little droid and play. 
which she runs into this group of kidnappers and their leader is the flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it just sucks you right, that casting sucks you right out of the show. For, it did for me anyway. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know? I started uh, thinking of Back to the Future straight away and then I started thinking, oh, he must have not done a cameo in a while and that's why he's in. And and for, you know, the first couple of minutes of the show and, you know, the the reason why, like, obviously the reason the reason why um, Obi-Wan has to go and uh, go uh, leave and uh, you, they should have had a kind of uh, scarier bad guy uh, or, you know, at least, I know he's not, he's not in it for long, but like, you know, it does take you out. And that's, whenever I give out about something, it's usually, if there's anything in it that takes you out of the, mo- out of the movie or out of the TV show, they've done something wrong. Yeah. Anything that you're like, what the hell? You should be there glued to it, watching it, enjoying it, kind of going more and more and more. Not, oh, what the hell? Why did that happen? Like, like Ed Sheeran and fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's exactly it. But I mean, the less said about the last two seasons of Game of Thrones, the better. Um, so, the thing about it is, another thing that took me out of it early on, and, and, and the thing about it is, I, I don't understand why they did this, because they had a perfectly good actor that had played this character already in the animated show, and they did it with, they did it with um, Starbuck, when they got her back to play her character from the animated show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Grand Inquisitor was voiced oh, by yeah. Jason Isaacs in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest all-time villain actors ever to grace a screen. Right. The Grand Inquisitor shows up in this, and he looks like when they recast um, Pinhead as Fat Pinhead. Like oh, when they, they recast Pinhead in one of the Hellraiser movies, I think it's Hellraiser Goes to Space or something, I can't remember which one it is. But they recast this dude that looked like somebody ate Pinhead. And that's what this dude looks like somebody ate the Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor is the race that you see in Revenge of the Sith that <clears throat> down the planet where Obi-Wan Kenobi goes to fight General Grievous for the last time and he's on that ridiculous lizard that, that mm-hmm. makes him sit like this on the lizard. Yeah. Um, that race is what the Grand Inquisitor comes from. They're tall, skinny, their faces are all lined, they've got tattoos and shit. The Grand Inquisitor in this looks like the fucking Pillsbury Doughboy. And... And he gets, and the, the biggest, you know, they haven't, they've led, the, the writers had to come out and say, look, keep watching the fucking show, but there's only two episodes left. But a thing happens with the Grand Inquisitor, where Reva, the, uh, the third sister, who is a cracking character, really, like, how a Sith should be, out for herself. Yeah. She seemingly kills him. But the problem with that is, continuity-wise, the... TV series of Rebels happens another 10 years after yeah. Yeah. this show where the Grand Inquisitor is one of the main villains. Yeah. And it's the I, same character. I'm hoping from, it's like what we've seen in the Mandalorian. Um, I can't remember the character who she's left for dead and then she, you know, um, uh, Boba Vett finds her and, yeah, put so oh, um, Mina Wang's character. Yeah, Mina, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for two things. But again, hope can only get you so far. Is that this was deliberate? They, for, so they'll get a wow moment towards the end. They do this with the Grand, the Grand Inquisitor, uh, seemingly killing him off. Then when they bring him back, they throw a lot of cyborg stuff in it. Um, he's a lot skinnier, a lot different, and that's when we get that actor. Fennec, um, Sh- now, Fennec Shan was Mina Wang's character. Fennec Shan was her character. But the thing about it is, is that they precursed her return with having a armored boot appear in shot in front of her body, which turned out to be Boba Fett. Yeah. His show. 
nothing of the sort was done with this. Now, the writing in this show so far has been pretty fucking weak. The character decisions that Obi-Wan has made, stuff that Leia has... Leia is smarter than everyone in this fucking show and she's a 10-year-old. Obi-Wan Kenobi has already been through the fucking Clone Wars. And he's been in espionage, he's been a spy, he's been underground. Yes, he's been in hiding for 10 years. But that shit doesn't go away. He was a Jedi Master, for fuck's sake. And yet, there's a moment that happens, I think, in the third episode, where he's on a transport that all of a sudden the stormtroopers get on the same transport. They don't recognize him for one, even though his face has been broadcast throughout the entire Empire, and Vader's looking for this guy. And he's sitting there with his hood down, like, and the troopers don't fucking know who he is. And then he mistakenly says Leia's name. He calls her Leia in front of the troopers, and troopers go, hang on a second, they call her Leia. They know they're looking for a Jedi. They know they're looking for a Jedi who has taken Leia Organa and is on the run with her. And yet, they don't go, hang on a second, this dude wearing tattered Jedi robes with a girl he just mistakenly called Leia. And then he manages to bluff his way out of it. And then one of the dumbest scenes in all of television that reminded me of a scene from Hot Shots Part 2 happens. Remember in Hot Shots Part 2 where, I don't know if you you've remember this movie, but... There was a bunch of prisoners of war. Wait a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. It's an old movie. But there's a bunch of prisoners of war that break out and they're fighting against the bad guys and they come to a little... It's a big epic fight at the end and it's pure tongue-in-cheek, naked gun-esque humor. They come to a picket fence that's about knee-high and they're like, we can't get through. It's locked. There's like a lock on the picket fence. And they don't think about jumping over it. They have to wait to unlock the thing and then get through. Obi-Wan Kenobi... Gets a, has to fight his way past these troopers and a probe droid to get past a fence that is literally knee high, a laser fence that goes from, there's a road that they're on and the laser fence is there, but you can get around either side of the laser fence, you can actually go around the ends what? of it and he spends his time trying to get through this thing to go, fuck, I can't get through it and ends up using a blaster to shoot it you think, okay, there's a transport behind him. He's probably going to get into the transport and drive off. That's why he's doing this. But no, he starts to run. He's just dispatched about five stormtroopers like that and a probe droid. A transport pulls up and just three stormtroopers get out and straight away go, get down on the ground. And he automatically gives up. The scene made no sense whatsoever. Plus, plus, and I know Obi-Wan Kenobi is trying not to be you know, the Jedi. But Obi-Wan Kenobi in a pinch, only in a pinch, would use a blaster. Because they are yeah. uncivilized weapons. Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi is from a civilized age. And I know this is not the Obi-Wan Kenobi from the end of the Clone Wars. I get that. But he uses a blaster more in this show than he wants to piss out of me. That's just me being a purist. Some people may not may feel that's a bit too nitpicky. But that's how nitpicky I'm going to be because I think it's wrong for the character. The character wouldn't do that. He makes so many yeah. wrong choices. He's got no agency in the show that bears his name. And he- you've read you've read a lot of the um, the books and stuff and other um, Star Wars times. Yeah, I've read them all. Yeah. Over the years, yeah. yeah, yeah. So are, are there stories about Obi-Wan's time post? that they could have mined from that they're not utilizing that 
Um, or is it is it all new stuff at the moment, or is there so, anything? That's so here's the thing: from... it's a lot of it's speculation. A lot of it's a lot of it is. Think about Star Wars, right? The early Star Wars stuff that or stories that fans were, were so. Prime example of this is Vader's castle. Vader's castle on Mustafar. Yeah. Was a has been a fan story for as long as I can remember. Um, I think maybe there was production images from from Return of the Jedi. Where you see this lava planet where Vader has a throne, and from and there's an image of a castle that Ralph and Quere might have done, or maybe the the um, the Hindlebrand brothers might have drawn, because they were famous for doing a lot of artwork for the Star Wars stuff. They did the very famous Luke with the lightsaber and Leia kind of oh, beside yeah. him with the gun. They're the Hindlebrand brothers. So there was a lot of early art from the original trilogy that led to storylines made up that George Lucas expanded on maybe in conversation or interviews or through magazines and in fan supplements, Marvel comics, all that type of stuff at the time. Because they were with they, the Star Wars comics were with Marvel. So a lot of stuff like that you think they would mind from that. But the latest episode, because this kind of ties in with your question, the latest episode blatantly lifts, and this is why I mentioned it at the start, blatantly lifts the third act from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And plonks it directly into the episode of Obi Wan, episode four of Obi Wan. It blatantly lifts what happened. Like I, you could get screenshots from the game, and basically put them next to the episode. And so in the in the game, Kyle Kestis has to swim into the Inquisitor stronghold to retrieve a holocron. A holocron is like a data cube that the Jedi and the Sith use. He swims down with a Jedi breather, swims down into the base and up into the base. I, without a shot like and again we probably should have precursed this with spoilers mm-hmm. uh, and apologies i mean if we're going to be talking about this we're going to be talking about this but they pretty much did the exact same thing in obi-wan kenobi he swims into the inquisitor base in true event and up into it and starts fighting stormtroopers in corridors that is shot for shot or blow for blow identical to to the the, the last the, the last third of the the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game. I was wondering, like, because I watched the episode today, and I was wondering why the underground scenes, because it's been a while since I played that game. Like, I, I um, I was wondering why they were so familiar. And having a bit of deja vu, were you? A bit of deja vu. That, um, now, now that you've said it, and it's, it's, it's a shame they couldn't. But again, it's that I suppose that game has showed what's underneath there, so they couldn't really change it. But you're right in like how, how they how he snuck in was a copy from the it's game exactly the same it's like if you played the game you're kind of going why did you this? think is, with someone is it an homage or is it lazy writing so here's the thing the rest of the episode is pretty much a redo of a new hope it's leia trapped in an attention center that somebody has to go break her out of and how yeah. they break her out and how they smuggle her out into the cargo bay it's fucking Everybody it's, must be hung over it's that fucking by ridiculous like Darren, so again, so spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen this since Jill. If you want <laughs> us to stop talking, we can. Yeah. But no, you're fine. You know what they do to smuggle Leia from her prison cell to get her to the to the ship bay? Obi Wan. What do they do, Wayne? Obi Wan Kenobi puts on a big coat, and she hides underneath it. Okay. And it's not as if they're far away, so you know, like they look small. There's literally tons of people. Yeah. Sorry, just, tons of stormtroopers just uh, on that, on that, and when they start, there's, there's even a mistake when they start, you know, trying to escape. 
there's some troopers that you're like, hang on, those troopers would have shot and killed them at this stage. They've forgotten yeah. about where they've placed people. Do you know, know, it's like that scene in the in the Last Jedi when Rey is fighting the Imperial. The 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 so is fighting your man. What's his face? I've forgotten his name because he's such an inconsequential character. Um, Smoke Snoke Snoke's guards. You know the famous scene and that. Even though the scene looks gorgeous and the color and the cinematography is beautiful, that fight scene got fucking torn torn apart afterwards because if you slow it down and watch it, you can see that the guards are are purposely holding back to not attack Ray so she can take and there's like there's feints and misses and like it's all over the gaff. The fight with Obi Wan Kenobi in episode four where the stormtroopers are shooting through the corridors, you can actually see them waiting to take their shot so he can deflect it. Like the, the way it's edited, the way it's directed, the way it's put together is fucking terrible. That. I've seen fan films that have done a better job. Um, I'm just I'm so let down by it because I really wanted it to be good because it started off well it did start off well yeah but it's just slowly but surely it's only six episodes long and I don't know how they're going to pull themselves out of it because now it's pretty much now a retread of A New Hope from episode four they go and recover a ten year old Leia that's in capture they know that Leia Organa is a sympathizer to the Jedi when she was a ten year old girl yeah, right? The they know one. this. The Inquisitors find her. Stormtroopers know this. Vader knows this. Yeah. She was taken. She gets taken by an Inquisitor, by this third sister, to get interrogated. But a very harrowing scene. As a parent, it was quite a harrowing scene. I will say this. They strap a 10-year-old to a torture chair. And there's like these torture... Like, you know when Han Solo and Emperor Strikes Back with a lowering, lowering mm. them into the thing? It looks... It's one of those things. And these things are coming closer and closer and closer to her. And as you're sitting there going, fuck me, what the hell? Why is, what's with the torture porn all of a sudden? on a 10-year-old. And then, and obviously it doesn't happen. And uh, it goes off on a different kind of way. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi finally ignites his lightsaber and does something with it because the fight in episode three was one of the worst shot pieces of cinema, cinematography I've ever seen in my life. And the fact that, I know we're jumping all over the place when we say this, <sighs> There's a moment that happens where Vader sets a load of hot coals on fire, starts dragging Obi-Wan Kenobi across them. And then Indira Verma's character shoots a canister that kind of blows up and there's more fire. Force wielder literally has to do this. Wave their hand, fire goes away. Yet, oh, yet oh, Darth Vader stands on one side of the fire, staring at Obi-Wan Kenobi being dragged off after spending majority of the show before that telling all of his inquisitors that they must find him they have to track him down just it, yeah it's just this, the set pieces were not good if we're if we're going to talk about it that's what killed it for me um like a, a lot of things like the fight scene if this is vader like at his like the height like you know where he's been off like for what for 10 years doing vader things and like you know getting more evil and getting it keen to more of the corruption of the force and whatnot dark side of the force and uh, Obi Wan, who's been sitting on this hole for ten years, is able to, you know, survive a sor- uh, sorry, a, a lightsaber fight with him. That doesn't. That's what kind of killed it for me. Is like, well, hang on, like he shouldn't be because this is Vader. Like, so like what? It, that kind of took me out of it as well. And also because like, you know where where the movies end and like how we're like you know Vader gets redeemed. 
I always thought, and a few other people always thought that Vader was like would only do evil things when the the Emperor would send him off. So when he go when he was going around just breaking necks, I kind of lost lost all interest in Vader and kind of questioned why the fuck they you know wanted to make him a, a good guy at the end. That kind of ruined that for me. Like you know, finding you know like a lot that he's a lot more darker than I thought. Like I can understand dark and corrupted and like maybe you know you believe that there's this turmoil in him for everything he's done but uh that just made it worse and then the fight scene made it worse for me because that should be something at the end it may be that i, I thought that what they would have done is obi-wan would fight all his lackeys gaining now it's poor writing but fighting all the lackeys gaining all the the, the remembering his training that he lost and vader is always there but managing to get away by fluke um not have like loads of like loads of um things like with the fire the vader could have just gone like well a moment ago i was able to do it i'm not going to do it now and that's why i was like oh crap they 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 should have they should have left him till towards the end and uh that's what's killing that that's one of the reasons i, I didn't like it but i'm hoping they can save it um uh but with one episode left it's kind of worrying two two episodes left two episodes okay right because i thought there was only six and we're on a four well, oh, well, yeah. very good matt's darren <laughs> um, Matthew, well, again, that's how that's how like distraught i was i can't yeah say yeah, yeah. But <laughs> i just think you know for, that's what you would do in a you know again I go, in a and d if you've got a bad guy you, you leave the bad guy for the end you you have all the lackeys go out so the party goes well hang on if these are the bad guys that he's been training what's like the nemesis gonna be like like obviously it's like he's gonna be thinking what's anakin become oh crap not do 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 do. Oh yeah, I'm here. Uh yeah, you're dead. You're dead. Oh yeah yeah, I'll kill you. Oh, hang on, I can't because you're better at a lightsaber than I am, even though you haven't picked it up in ten ten years. But yeah. I do I do think Obi Wan got his ass handed to him in that fight, which actually pissed me off because the last time we saw those two fight, when when Vader has his full capacity, because Vader, so the whole thing about Vader compared to Anakin Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker was meant to be the chosen one. The reason why the Emperor picked him was that he was pure pure force in his full form, fully flesh form. When Obi-Wan defeated him on Mustafar and he lost his arms and his legs, and he ended up just being a fucking stump with a head, he still had touch with the force, but he didn't have his full capabilities. So Vader is actually a lesser version of Anakin Skywalker. His anger, his hate is what drives him. That allows him to channel into the dark side of the force. But Anakin Skywalker as a light side user would be the chosen and that's what the emperor wanted to corrupt and that's what he did corrupt but he ended up getting a, a substandard lackey basically which what vader ended up being for him in return of the jedi he didn't yeah. fully agree and he ended up not wanting to kill his own son but you, you mentioned another reason why I, I was kind of let down is you mentioned the game fallen order which you do run into into vader even there he's a lot more he seemed to be a lot more scarier, a lot more powerfuler than what we've seen, and that's what kind yeah. of again took me out of it. Like I watched a video how uh, where one of the uh, someone was playing, he actually tried all he could to try and take down Vader when that scene happens in the game, and he just he just couldn't, yeah, because uh, he's a powerhouse, like you know, force choke for the win. Um, but that's why I was, it just didn't seem like. I know he wanted Obi Wan Kenobi, but usually you know they they send the lackeys out and bring. Bring him back, and then I will. I I agree. I thought that that was a good. That's what was going to happen. That Obi Obi Wan would have having to fight each individual Inquisitor, um, mm. 
Because the Inquisitors we see later on are different Inquisitors. They aren't the same ones. I think one, maybe one of them survives. We don't see a third sister later on. We see other Inquisitors along the way. Because all these are are Force-sensitive children that Vader has found, tortured, turned to the dark side to become his Inquisitors. Um, and that's how twisted they are. No, I, 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 I completely understand how twisted and evil Vader becomes. Um, Rogue One has got a perfect example of that. That corridor scene in Rogue One is the Vader, technically the Vader we never got to see in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But the thing about Vader is, and this is the thing, Vader and Batman have something similar. It's not the actions that you see them do. It's the fear of the actions they're going to do. Yeah. And Vader invokes fear. The very first time you see Vader step on the screen in A New Hope, even as a child, you go, fuck, that's the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. That, the music, the black outfit, the way he stands. And then five minutes later, he's forced, cho- he's choking this fucking yeah. commander and then be- crushing his larynx and fucking him against the wall. This is a dude not to be fucked with. There's never been a question of Vader being a, a fucking evil prick. But my problem was is that Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan's reaction to Vader, mm. the last time he fought Anakin, they were neck and neck. They were head on. And, and Anakin was meant to be the chosen one. Because Anakin chose the dark side, Obi-Wan had the light, the higher ground, and was able yeah. to fend him off. That's technically the still still technically the same Obi Wan we see in the Obi Wan show, supposedly, but for whatever reason his fear has overtaken him, and you see Obi Wan running through a quarry, afraid to engage Vader, which to me just just didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right within the character, um, and I felt it was just written poorly. I think, and I think it speaks like there's an old saying: if your characters are as smart and as intelligent as your writer. And as their writer. And I think this particular writer just seemed to be trying to hit certain beats that weren't landing. I can understand what he was trying to do. I understand the PTSD storyline of, of, of the Clone Wars and what it did to Obi-Wan. But for somebody who's meant to be waiting on Tatooine to train Luke, he sure has a really bad idea of what the Force is and his role within it. Mm-hmm. And I think, and, and maybe this, like, I just doesn't make sense to me the dialogue made no sense at the start it still makes no sense because this doesn't seem like the obi-wan we've known for years through the original trilogy through the clone wars cartoon through anything else that we've seen after that because you do see a resolution between obi-wan and dark maul in the rebels cartoon yeah you get to see that and it's and even at that point we get so much from those shows in terms of character, yeah. exploration, exposition, and yeah, it's. it's I'm. I, I. feel really sad for you. I know I haven't seen it, but I feel sorry that you've been so disappointed, yeah. Jane, by by this show. Yeah, I feel for you, buddy. Yeah, and I'm not like I'm not venomous towards anyone involved. No, I know. You know, I don't think, and I. I think the internet again. You're just cr- a bit more like. Ah, like, I, honest to God, if. If it was given to somebody who could handle the characters with more respect, but if Filoni had been involved, if Filoni wasn't off working on Ahsoka, which I'm sure he's going to do amazing work on, and Favreau as well. Like, if this was handed to a group of people that were actually invested in the characters. Because I don't feel like they're invested. They're just retreading old ground. Talking to my buddy Dave about this, me and Dave grew up with Star Wars. We we were the two that grew up with Star Wars in the schoolyard. That's what we did. And Dave made a very good point saying, Wayne, I'm sick and tired of this 
way Disney are handling these shows because all they're doing is giving filler to stories we already know the end to. Right. Actually, that's a good point, yeah. yeah. We already know the end to Obi-Wan. We already know that there's no urgency in anything he does in this show. He's not going to get killed in this show. In this show. Yeah. He is not going to get killed. Every single tertiary character may die. All the Inquisitors may die. But at the end of the yeah. day, it's an Obi-Wan Kenobi show. But again, the agency is not there. He's got no control over the events that are happening in this show and the show with his name. That boosted mm. this out of me. He was he he had he didn't really make the choice to go on this mission to save Leia. He was bullied into it by Bail Organa. He he didn't want to do any. He doesn't want to do any of this shit. He just seems so reluctant to just be there. Mm-hmm. And that is not Obi Wan Kenobi. That has never been Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi fights for, you know, the greater good for a better term. That's what he does. He's a he's a warrior of the Force. He's a warrior of the light side of the Force, and that's what he does. This has turned him into a dour, frightened old character that I don't recognize. I don't like it. That's maybe my own personal preference, and that's fine. And I don't understand. Like, I know friends of mine who are big Star Wars fans that are loving this show. And that's right. fine. If you're enjoying it, great. More power to you. But this is not the Obi-Wan Kenobi that I've known for a not very, for very long time. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. It's very, very sad. They could still. I'm hopeful they could still turn it around with, with two with two episodes to go. Like again, another thing I I noticed that I don't know if anyone else is like how good a, a soundtrack can kind of make a scene even better. Like it was I was talking to a few people, but when when they they do fight, the, 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 I don't think there was any kind of soundtrack or either. I blanked it out. There was no. There was not it's even a bar. There was not even a bar of Jewel of Fates. I'm sorry. If you if you have if you have if you have that shit in the chamber, just let it out. Just do it. You know what I mean? I want that for the end though, because they they're obviously gonna have to fight again. I want it. Yeah. But I felt they should have had a little bit, you know, something. And that's what again you're so used to it, because that's all it is. Like when I first thing is like, what 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 can we say about about the prequels? Uh, People go. Um, Yeah. Like so, I mean, John Williams. John well. Williams. If everyone else might have, like George Lucas, may have slept through the prequels, but John Williams fucking didn't. And and the thing about it is as well, like even Revenge of the Sith. I to this day, I still think Revenge of the Sith is a perfectly good fucking Star Wars film. The fight at the end is a bit theatrical and over the top with the whole spinning of the the way they spin the lightsabers. But, but you, they're young. You they feel the energy in that yeah. fight. It's just I'm like. Yeah, it just baffles me. Like, you know, if we'd had half that energy that they had in that film in this show, maybe I would have given it a pass, but no. Um, it's taken, and see, here's the thing, Darren, you're saying that they have two more episodes to tie it up. The way they ended episode four, do you remember New, A New Hope? When they put a tracker on the Millennium Falcon to find Yavin oh. base? You see, I've seen that, the, 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 well, you see, we're spoiling it. Uh, sorry, Jill. Um, okay. <laughs> that's why I gave such a, yeah, you see, it's basically a, it's a retread of a new hope now. Yeah. They've saved Leia from the prison, they're bringing her back to the rebel base, but the Imperials have a tracker on the ship, they know where they're going. That's probably why, and I know you're going to cringe, why in the future te- or the past Vader does it again because it worked the first time. Yeah, and, and why Leia says. They're tracking this ship, not this ship, sister. Like it's, <laughs> it's. I I get what they're doing, but there's only so many. Uh 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 uh. uh yeah. You can do yeah. without it being fucking tired. 
Yeah. And this is the problem with Disney and Star Wars at the moment. With Mandalorian aside, there's they're they're trying too fucking hard to fill in gaps that we don't need filled in. Don't need filled in. They, yeah. they could have taken Obi Wan Kenobi and sent him anywhere. They could have sent him on any adventure with anyone. He could have, if they wanted to rip off Fallen Order, they could have sent Obi Wan Kenobi to find a small cadre of Jedi Padawans that were being kidnapped by Inquisitors and he was freeing them that would then bolster him to go train Luke and bolster yeah. him to go save Luke. There were so many avenues they could have done. If they wanted to do something that mirrored something else, they could have done that. They could have done that he was on Tatooine and it was basically him just fighting Inquisitors. But it's just, it's just they just tried to... They, they didn't try hard enough to make it engaging mm. and original. It's too retready of other things we've seen already. And also, it's just the level of... It's it's weird. It's a weird fan service without being actually being a service to the fans. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just... It's yeah, just, no, it does. You know? But anyway, look, we spent the last nearly an hour talking about Obi-Wan and my distaste for it. So, um, you know what, do you know what's really fucking good? I was going to say, do you know what else is really good? The the watch McCall Chippendale movie. Is it? Is it? It's really fucking good. It's really good. It's so much. It's so much fun, and it's John Mulaney and fucking Andy Samberg doing the voices, um, of Chippendale. Wow. Um, but yeah, myself and himself watched it last week because it's up on Disney Plus, and uh, it's it's basically it's it's. It's done like um, Roger Rabbit. Tunes are real, and they integrate with live action, and that's why there's 3D and and there's so many little nods. Like there's a mad bit at a convention. Spoilers. There's a mad bit at a convention where there's where uh, one of the characters is at, and uh, you know, uh, getting uh, selling autographs and doing photo ops and stuff, and uh, shit. Sonic is there. Sonic was I heard, he's I in heard it. yeah, I'm, I heard I'm, that. That's why I can't wait to see it because, well, thank God they they didn't put uh, him in. If 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 cartoons are real, then cartoons are real, Darren. Job. Oh, I feel so guilty. Uh, no. Do you, uh, do yourselves a solid and cheer up from the disappointment that Obi Wan has been, and watch Chip and Dale. Uh, highly recommend it. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna talk about it at all, other than it's. So much fun! I, th- I think, I think we all like we it. all watched Rescue Rangers as a kid. I've always had this. Yeah. But here's the thing: Amelia is actually getting because of Disney Plus. Amelia is getting into Rescue Rangers. She watched because oh, it's all up there, and she's watching all of it, and she fucking loves it. She thinks Gidget is amazing. So, um, like it's it's she's watched the whole thing. I think we watched about ten episodes in a row the other day, and she was like, "Wow!" No, I have we haven't it. gone near the new movie yet because I want to get we have to gauge everything before we show her. So she's like yeah. a sponge and she remembers everything. And she just quotes random you shit have, out of You stuff. have to screen it first. Yeah. 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 I'd say it's that. that type of movie where it'll have a lot of innuendos. Um, In your end up. Yeah, I see um, what you did there. Well, Kim, Kim's not here, so I have to do it. So. Um, <laughs> Is it as good as the Sonic movies, Jill, or have you watched them? I, I've, seen, I've seen only the first Sonic movie. I haven't seen Sonic 2 yet. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I thought it was. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Sonic. But oh, sweet. Like, That's because I. I loved one. It's I loved the same two. kind of. It's so. the same kind of vein. I really like Sonic. But I yeah. No. It's good. It's a lot of fun. 
It is a lot of fun. Sonic 2 is good as well. Idris Elba as Knuckles is just like... it. It's just... And it's it's Jim another time Jim Carrey is back to being Jim Carrey. Yeah. He's proper he's proper Doctor Robotnik slash Eggman. Or, or Eggman depending. It's on depends on it. Yeah. Well, it's I can't remember. There was a story behind how that name changed, but I always call him Doctor Robotnik because I remember Doctor Robotnik's mean being machine on the Mega Drive. Yes. You know. Yeah. But um, it's uh, but he did change to Eggman after a while. I actually went back and replayed one of the Sonic games, the modern day Sonic games, and how different it is because. The only video game, I was only saying this to somebody last night, the only video game I play on my phone is Sonic 1. That's it. Don't, right. Like I always say, whenever I'm bored, if I'm, if I'm somewhere and I, all I have is my phone, Sonic 1. Because, you know, Green Hill Zone is never boring. One of the games I, I tip away at when I'm kind of sick of another game, uh, or like, is, um, I'm not finished it yet, but this, this, I, can't, I can't not play it because I need to finish it because I was kick-ass at all the 2D Sonic games back in the day. 3D is not so much, but... Uh, Sonic Mania, I think it's called. Sonic Mania is a cracker. It's brilliant. Sonic, I have that on the Switch, and I think I actually have it on the PlayStation as well. I think it was on I, PS Plus. I got it on the PlayStation, and it was scary for ages. So I, I don't know if, if you, uh, like, I was stuck on the, the one with the spider and what to do, and it was kind of getting to the stage. It's like, come on, Darren. You've beaten all the Dark Souls. You got this. <laughs> and, then, and, and then it would be like, you know, like, Eggman would be like, no, I kicked your ass again. But I, I'm happy I've finished that level. And I'm on to the next one now with loads of other cool stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, like, uh, have you seen, uh, I know we talked briefly about Sonic, but have you seen the, the videos for Sonic uh, Frontiers, I think it's called? Yeah, it's basically Sonic Breath of the Wild, which is fucking mind-boggling. It's like an open-world okay. Sonic game. Yeah, I think right. it's got, it's funny, Um, I only recently went, like, I looked at it and I thought it was great, but I thought that it was missing creatures, people, and I left it alone, but a lot of people not in a bad way, in a good way, it seems, have kind of gone, we love Sonic, we've seen what you've done with this new one, could you please put it on hold for a bit because it's missing something? Um, we don't mind waiting. And what they were saying about, like, it just seems very, for an island full of wildlife, there isn't much of it, you know? But um, I, I think I think there was only an early development video that they released. It wasn't ah, like that's good then. So, I mean, like, and I think it's, it's really funny. The Sonic fandom is a strange fandom. Like, they obviously... It's a double-edged sword when you talk about this. So the original yeah. Sonic movie with the ugly Sonic thing, when they announced, when they released the first trailer, there was an uproar about oh, how sorry. Sonic didn't look like Sonic. He looked like yeah. he looked like Roadkill, basically. And okay. it forced a labor increase in the animation and the design team within the movie. Anyone involved in actually animating and designing Sonic, they had to go into overdrive to get the the film finished on time for release. And it was like yeah. huge amount of work that went into this. So it was a case of we want it better, but then other people were like, don't make these people work their fucking lives to you know work themselves to the bone in order to make this better. But like, well, you wanted it better. This is what we have to do. Um, the gr- the crunch in a lot of media, video games, movies, animation, comics, like anything, the crunch is real. Yeah. Any creative type now, and and again, I don't mean to talk out of school on this, and I'm sure people will disagree with me on this one. But any creative type that gets into those industries knows that the crunch is there in order to get something across the line. And I always, I, I'll, I'll always side with somebody who's, who's burnt out and feels the need to go, mm-hmm. fuck this shit. You know, I've been there. I understand that. But there's also the concept of if you get into those industries to do that work, not knowing that that's part of it. Someone, someone along the line has done you a disservice because everyone that I know 
that got into those industries to do that work knows that that crunch is part of the job. Mm-hmm. Once you're yeah. paid to do it, you have to be paid to do it. You have to be appreciated to do it. You have to be shown that, yes, we know you're doing the work, you know, you're putting it in. Here's the payment to do it. If they're not paying you to do the job, then fuck, fuck whatever you're working for. But the crunch is part of it. Any kind of creative medium has that there. It happens across the board. Not saying that it's right in any way, but it does happen. And anyone getting into that industry that knows about it would know that that's part of it. And I think the, the Sonic thing put it in sharp relief. And video games put it in sharp relief. Rockstar were lambasted for a lot of stuff when it came to Red Dead Redemption because Red Dead Redemption 2 because the team had to put in the crunch time to get it to, to deadline. And there's a lot of moving parts involved. But I always find it funny when, like, Shit Sonic being the prime example of that well because i remember that i remember that distinctly on twitter the whole shit sonic thing that came out now it's a fucking meme for god's sake but it's what when like when you've seen the shit sonic it reminded me of like i don't know if you ever seen this the sonic for hire eight bit uh comedy things that uh they yeah. were doing where sonic was out of the job he wasn't famous anymore and he had to go again hence why i, I i'm gonna yeah, be like soon on that when i see watch chip and dale but like he had to do weird now it was for adults so there's a lot of violent crap in it but it, they were still funny as fuck but um i, I just, think I just went to i just went to medicine way. south central like i got these cheeseburgers man <laughs> so i went to on that one would have had that and it would have like it's a success you've gotten a, a two i think if jim carrey retires it's a, it'll be a damn shame but three is already in i think in the works i'd, I'd say he'll he'll come back and he'll he'll he'll, t- he'll tie it up for because everything they're done in trees now. But again, that wouldn't have happened with the, I, I reckon with the first one. Too many people would have been given out about Sonic for Hire and how like it got a movie, but real Sonic didn't. So, but um, I didn't like to hear that they were were burnt out. But I always thought in that type of industry, anytime I see it in the movies and whatnot, it is kind of like we need this game done. You're going to have to put in the extra hours normally. So when they got told this is going to flop, if you stick with that that that, uh, that uh, animation. All right, well, it's part of the job, but it's 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 never good to hear that they well, were like. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a case of like the people, the creative teams behind it. Like they, it was, it was when the fan reactions came to that of the original shit Sonic, and they wanted the version that eventually came to be. Mm. The team put the work in. You'd like to think they were paid well. Um, but my point is, is that going into any type of industry that's creative in that way, movie production, animation. Mm-hmm. Comic books, games, games, the works. There's a level of the creative that's going into that. The person that's going into that industry must know that that is part of it to get it across the line. It's an expectation that is there that you would be putting in long hours. I've done it. I've worked in animation for a very brief period of time. I worked in animation. I've worked in, I, I still work in comic production and I know the crunch can be there too in that regard. Um, and I can I I've seen it, so I I understand that part of it. It's not a welcome part of it, but it's an, for a lot of people for the longest time it was an accepted part of it because that was the job. Just like whenever you're asked to do overtime in any job you're in, you don't necessarily like doing it, but you're gonna get paid to do it. So it's it's the ethics side of it that comes into play. But I don't think anyone that was involved in those movies or anyone that's involved in any movie that has a crunch involved are caught off guard by it. They know that it's it's a chance that it could be part of it. The public outcry for these type of things is always greater than what's happening in the moment within those actual projects. 
and the people that kind of don't know a lot about the industry that kind of go well that's not right to treat people that way yes that's correct it's not right to treat people that way but i guarantee you some of the people that got into that business to do that job were well aware that that could be a possibility um on a side note before we go i i wouldn't be a mighty boosh fan without saying this next bit the crunch how dare you speak to me of the crunch <laughs> you know nothing of the crunch you're never even been to the crunch Sorry, that's all I was thinking when I was. When we were, talking we're, about we're all doing Kim su- Kim substitutes for tonight, like you know. I, I had to make the innuendo joke. Use it in the mighty boost joke. Um, you, know? um, you were going to suggest something. I was. Or I interjected with oh, Chip and Dale. That's perfectly fine to interject with Chip and Dale. Um, but I was. Has anyone watched Stranger Worlds? Yes, I yes. I watched the first two episodes. I had a talk yesterday. About so, it. Good. Like, so good. It's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. So good. So like, good. Like, so good. Like bananas good. <laughs> Outrageous. Outrageous good. They seem um, to be getting better and better. And it's been a while since I got to say that about a show. Um, Like, I know you're not up to date, but. I am. I've watched them all. I've seen them all. I've. It's the one show right now. You've seen them all. You've seen everything. I've seen everything. It's too I've late. I've seen everything. Too late. Um, so, yeah, I, I've seen every single episode because it's like the one show that currently at the moment that as soon as it drops, I'm like, giz that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to watch that now. Yeah. Um, it's like I said to a friend of mine, it's like I once I hear it's out, I run over to the per- my friend's house, give them a VCR and say, record that shit so I can watch it. If anyone remembers the time when we didn't have Sky One and, and like certain shows were showing and we had to do that, that's how passionately about i'm loving that show is that i need to find it and watch it yeah and if you don't get that reference it goes to show you how old i am um but it's it's yeah it's 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 brilliant like without like the best episode like so far i've enjoyed is the one uh with the gorn the cracker that was like that's all i'm gonna say about it it just was it's it's for beat for beat it's crack it's them going out weekly episodes um you know but there's bits in there that tie in with other things like the Gorn was mentioned with one of the characters uh, previous all the characters are brilliant they've all got their stories they're all like it's 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 a pipe is just so enthusiastic about getting out there and meeting people you know and and being the front of the federation and whatnot and i just oh again it's it's so good big big appreciation for for anson mount he is killing it as uh as pike absolutely yeah, there's plenty of people that want to mount that man. But I'm bumped. It's Rebecca and Romaine. Everyone, every single Everybody, cast member. Every every everyone. single cast member. There's not a there's not a dud among Darren, them. They're stunning. Even 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 Peck is a Spock. He didn't get to stretch his legs in Discovery. And um, when he got to play Spock in Discovery, he was mainly a vegetable for the most part of that. He he couldn't mm. be Spock. So he yeah. was he anyone that gave him a hard hard look on that one and i could have been among them as well i nearly was because he didn't get to yeah. be anything he just was just like that was his spock he just sat in a corner and yeah and just looked like spock but this whatever they've done with this they've managed to get the formula that re- is recognizable as trek discovery weren't able to do it in my mind picard just i don't know what picard is but it's not trek even if they have jean-luc there and he's just it's it's it, it's just no 
I like certain characters in Picard. I hate other characters. It's just no. Um, it just didn't. It didn't. Even the the second season went off the rails halfway through. It started off well, and then like, what the fuck is going on? But the, uh, Stranger Worlds just seems to be every episode is just yes, yes. It's you know what it is, and maybe it's, and it it might tie into to Star Wars as well. A lot of the shows we're watching at the moment, a lot of the shows we've watched for a very very long time, and I think I might have said this previously in a previous episode, is that a lot of the things we watch are apocalyptic there's no hope involved it's mm-hmm. the end of the world it's dour you know yeah. the fucking white walkers are are, are are making their way to winterfell it's 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 the end of the world all the fucking time and we've had a lot of that lately strange new world is about hope like darren said captain pike is eager to get out and meet new races discover new mm-hmm. worlds go where no man has gone before no person has gone before and it's just it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. It really fucking is. Um, and we got all these great characters like with where we're gonna get to know like we did with all all the other like, you know, generations in the original series we're gonna mm. gonna be great to do. Like as I said, like the science sorry, not science well the, the the doctor's brilliant, but like uh my my favorite character that I want to know more about is the is the uh engin- chief engineer, uh Hammer, yeah. I think it is. Um, you know, when you, you meet him for the first time, well, I think it's the first time he's, they're at a, you know, a do getting to know the crew and he's, yep. oh yeah, food. And that's a strange place to meet uh, the chief engineer. But again, it, as I said, yeah. it, just, it just seems to be hopeful, nice, um, realistic. Which is <laughs> it looks thing. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it yeah. looks gorgeous. Like, I am, do you know what? I'm, I I want a Jeffrey Combs cameo, please, because he's been in everything. It has to happen. It has to happen. It has to happen as some strange alien that that yeah. like in the crew encounter, um, because he's a phenomenal actor and he's played what was it five characters across. Uh, well, how many Wayoons did he play? <laughs> oh God, how many? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, he, well, he played he played three different ones in DS Nine alone, wasn't yeah, it? Then yeah. he was in Enterprise as the Andorian. Andorian, and then he was yeah, uh, he, he was also and then he had to have been in. I think he was in. He was actually another. So before he was Wayoon in DS Nine, he was another alien race. Yeah. Who can't remember the alien race he was. Yeah. But I nearly swear he tried to chat up Dax in Quark's Bar. Oh. Do you remember? Or it was now. actually it was either Kieran or Reese or Dax. I can't remember which yeah. one it was. Yes, yeah, so it was, was an earlier one. It was an er- very. It was like season two, I think oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like he's been in, he's pot marked Trek along the years, and it, yeah. yeah, it'd be phenomenal to see him in Trek again. It really, really would. No, the the cast. You'd hear that voice. He was. Yeah, and you go, whoa, he even was. an Andorian, another Andorian. Uh, look, but, I'm sorry. I will, I will say to this no problem whatsoever i really like enterprise i found enterprise i really liked enterprise as well long after it aired i found it on on, online and i watched it and i was like everyone was like no no don't watch it don't watch it like look it can't be as bad as voyager because voyager for me just peters off and does it goes in interesting ways but i just found it too vanilla compared to other treks Um, it's fine it's better than a lot of the stuff we've gotten recently voyager is okay but Enterprise, I just whatever it was about it, I got really invested in it. And that that middle section of that show, seasons from kind of the latter end of season two, right up towards the end, that's good trek. Mm-hmm. That's good trek. 
again, it's, I, I think it's again, what I was saying earlier about the end of a book. I think that's what, for, like for me, for ages, I didn't go back and watch Enterprise. That's how I know I don't like something, even though I, I say a lot of the time I like everything. If I don't watch, if, it, if, it's, if I see it in the cinema and I don't watch it as soon as it comes out, or if I'm not watch, haven't watched the TV show of something or, uh, a few times, then I know it's bad. And Enterprise, because of how it ended, um, I just was like, I didn't watch it for ages, and I was like, hang on, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna go back and watch it because I'm not gonna view it on that one la- that last episode. And I loved it; like, it's it's really good stuff. Um, it's a shame it 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 didn't continue, and it's a shame the way it ended. I thought it was a disservice to the to the crew doing the holodeck ending, but um, uh, yeah, really good, really good stuff. Um, yeah. I love I loved the relationship between was it Trip and um and chief engineer of reed yeah malcolm reed malcolm reed them two no, they hated each other at the start yeah 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 right? and, did, you, and that's the beautiful thing about that show those the the, the character interactions and the and the relationships really progress very well mm. all the way through and like they just the characters build and they're very well written it's a very well written show it's just i think problem it is garbage theme tune See, here's the thing. It grows on you. It grows on you. No, it does. It's been a lot. Yeah, yeah, it does. I hate you when I get it. Yeah, but you, you put your fucking know how to sing it, don't yeah, you? Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's the only bit I know because I can't skip. <laughs> I remember when that first came on, and I'm like, uh oh, this isn't what. Yeah, it's like, and then towards the end, I'd be now I, I, I'm really bad at like singing, uh, singing songs and one. I remember lyrics, but I was always humming that at towards the end. You yeah. Know? I know I, I was something you liked, you know. I, so. I agree. At the start, you kind of go, <laughs> what, "What the hell? The fuck is this?" But it grows on you. It does grow on you, like you know. Um, um. But yeah, like uh, I will just everything about Stranger Stranger Worlds is, it's just hitting every beat, every cast yeah. member, and across the board. Like, Doc, Doctor Mbenge is, uh, I love him. I think he's brilliant. It's really cool to have a doctor that isn't a grouchy fucker, um. Mm. Or a kind of an ordinary android. I know Beverly Crusher was like just the hot mom. Iconic. Type, yeah, iconic female <laughs> iconic. character. But Mbenge, I love the, I love his character overall. I love his the, the father daughter relationship. Yeah. He had that storyline. It just fucking like if you know if heartstrings baby. You, oh, you were, Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Yeah. When like, you found out, as I a parent, good luck to you, like. Person. Um, but like even I, if, I imagine there's stuff like that that hits you different because obviously yeah. you guys have Amelia like yeah. the impact is so much different so much more now oh no well, being a parent your your emotional chemistry completely changes when you become yeah. a parent so you mm-hmm. I like there's horror movies that I would watch when I was in my 20s that if I watch it now I'd be like <laughs> I'll just watch that by myself no actually I won't watch that again like there's mm-hmm. certain horror films that I'm like it's a, as a rewatch, it's more difficult because you're a parent. Um, mm. Even that scene with Leia in Star Wars uh, in episode four, I was kind of going, Yeah. Ads, relax, will you? Come on. Yeah. Fuck is yeah. this shite? Um, but just, I think the beautiful thing about Strange New Worlds, pacing. Mm. They, it's very well paced. Each episode is very well written, directed, edited together. It's beautifully done. Um, I will say that the Enterprise looks way more like J.J. Abrams' Enterprise. It looks more like an Apple store, which part of me doesn't like. But yeah. um, it is what it is. It's the, the modern design. I think it, they do well. But I there's no dud amongst the cast. 
every single character is endearing and you want to get to know them more i love cecilia rose Gooding as uhura i think she is bringing something special to the role it's always apprehensive when they recast a character uh, so particularly somebody so iconic there was a worry about spock initially i think ethan peck has put that to bed with this even within the first Mm. five episodes the spock amok episode was hilarious yeah i thought it was brilliant following on from the episode before that it was a nice it was a relief there was a bit of urgency but it was fun um and anson mount can carry anything sorry but that man can just he is he is very quickly climbing the ladder of iconic trek captains easily Mm. um yeah no if you aren't watching it like again i will say this i'll precursor this outside of the us you want to watch stranger worlds gonna have to pirate it because paramount plus um, yeah. they put everything behind someone to record it on their vcr so, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um but par- the way it's done with paramount plus is that we don't get it until later in the year and so it's hidden behind the paywall in america for paramount plus in the streaming service they took they've taken all of their trek shows bar picard and lower decks which are still on amazon they've taken all the other trek shows off streaming services and they put them directly onto paramount plus you can't see them anywhere else and for anyone to watch Strange New Worlds outside of America, you have to torrent it, you have to download it or get it illegally. Um, and look, I'm going to buy the box set of it when it comes out. It's that good. Yeah. I have all the other shows in box sets. I'm going to buy this one. I obviously don't have Discovery or Picard because, but, um, you know, yeah. The <laughs> Strange New Worlds is Trek. It is proper Trek. And even with the slight canon spanner that they've thrown into it, the. With Lan Noonien Singh, the descendant of yeah. Khan Noonien yeah, Singh. That name when I yeah. heard it, wait a minute. As soon as I heard it, I was like, hmm. What they, you doing there? Yeah, they address it slightly. They do talk yeah. about it. They mention it ever so slightly. It's just, it's just, it's weird because it does throw a bit of a, a, a canon spanner when it comes to Spock because Spock would have known this character obviously on the enterprise this is set 10 years before kirk's enterprise mm. right mm-hmm. now that being said kirk is in season two yeah he shows what yeah so the actor from vampire diaries because when i said this to Irene, she was like he's in vampire diaries i'm like what one of the shows that Irene would have watched um which actor uh, one of the brothers from vampire diaries let me see now okay i never watched it i'll tell you now you mean episode two, Wayne? Do you? Season, no, season two. No, the, the, and that's the thing. The Kirk, there is a Kirk that there shows up. There is a Kirk character, yeah. But that Kirk character is canon. That Kirk character oh. was in the original series. Now, he hasn't shown up since. I don't know where he's gone. Yeah. They don't explain where he is. But that Kirk character um, that was in the first two episodes of Strange New Worlds is a canon Kirk character. He's Kirk's brother. Right. But um, that was through me. When I heard um, the name, I thought, hang on what the and then so gone so okay so kirk's brother uh samuel kirk is in the original series is played by william shatner okay has a mustache but he has a mustache the weird mustache and the only time you see him is when he's dead so there is a plot line his character is george samuel kirk and there's a storyline in one of the episodes original series where kirk they beam down to a settlement and his brother is there with his family brother is dead and they have there's a mystery that they have to solve but it's basically right. played by william shatner playing a dead body with a mustache <laughs> you can google a screenshot of it it's there i'll have to but that kind of, I thought yeah it was, oh, it was a pure red herring 
when they when they first mentioned like Lieutenant Kirk is going to be coming on board, everyone's like, yeah. And then he shows up, but as soon as I saw the mustache, I was like, ah, oh, you cheeky bastards. Um, <laughs> because we got past the mustache, but that's I, it. I thought it was the mustache uh, was a new alien. Uh, but no, so. folks, Google the Google George Samuel Kirk and look for images under Google, and it's the first image that pops up. It's basically it's a it's he's got a bit of salt and pepper hair or sure black pepper you know salt and pepper hair and he's got a mustache and he's just a dead body basically. That's it. That's all he does. You don't see him for anything else. But I don't know where the character actually went in the show because there was the episode where they're talking to the Uhura's doing her communication with the alien sphere inside an asteroid, which I think was a cracker of an episode. Mm. Um, and he gets hurt, but he doesn't show up after that. He's gone after that. So I don't know. And we've, we're now five seasons. Is it five? Sorry, five episodes in, isn't it? Five? Yeah. Sixth episode is dropping tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I'll watch it Friday. Cause yeah, no, it's... It's, yeah, no, 100% cannot, as, as a Trek fan, I mm. cannot recommend the show enough. Maybe what I've seen just, so maybe, far is good. So maybe they just did that to do what it did to me, where I was like, what the hell, and they're never going to have him in it again, because next time you see him, he's dead. You know? Yeah. But, um, I, no, no, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, so, I mean, like, it swings around a bit, really, isn't it? It's like, Star Wars with Obi-Wan, for me, personally, didn't enjoy it, but Strange New Worlds is like... Mm-hmm. And and we're getting Sandman on the sixth of August, and I'm very I, excited. I was waiting. I'm gonna. Yeah, this is all you, Jill. I mean, I'm hugely excited. I am, but this is I am you. so excited. I watched the trailer. I'm gonna. I watched it on my phone. Um, I want to stick it up and put it on the big screen later so I can sit here and absorb it all in. But it looks gorgeous, and I so many of the casting choices and like excellent. Um, can't can't wait to see Gwendolyn Christie as Lisa Kirk. Um. Uh. Yeah. It's because it's absolutely not a comic for kids. Um. It's Ooh. so dark from the the images that I've seen in the in the trailer so far. It's hitting the right notes for me anyway. Um. So I'm 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 very excited. Very excited. Uh. Okay. I, 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 I just come in waving her hands. What's going on? Oh, she's watching. She's watching reality TV. There's a reality TV show called The Circle that Irene loves. Um, I'm gonna turn the light on. It's getting very dark. What was that? Okay, it's a reality show that everyone should love. Apparently, I did watch the first episode or something. Was it the first episode I was most in? It was like the Spice Girls were in it. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I'm getting more wine. Thank you. <laughs> I do deserve it. I'm very deserving of wine. Uh, made a really good dinner. Yeah, tell the tell the listeners. I made a really good dinner. Wasn't it a good dinner? Didn't I? I did. I made a fantastic dinner. So, chin chin, oh, yeah. chin chin. Um, yeah. I don't know anything about Sandman. Um, I never got around to reading the comics. Uh, anytime someone mentioned it, my brain would go to the Sandman in the Ghostbusters cartoon. So when I finally, <laughs> got, so when I I finally seen pictures, I, I was that. like. Oh, that isn't what, or or the other, or like Sandman from Spider Man was either one or the other. So when I seen him, I was like, okay, that's not what I was thinking. So I'm Dark really fantasy like, Darren. It's great. Oh, I, I, it's I, so I think what's gonna good. happen. I, I watch the TV show and I enjoy it so much. I'll go. I'll want to know more. And it'll be kind of yeah. cool. I'm looking forward to chatting it with you guys because I'll have the perspective, like like with Game of Thrones. You're coming in new. 
I'm coming yeah. in new, so I might yeah. do things differently, you know. So that's yeah. what I'm kind of, But looking at the like, I I I haven't watched the trailer. I must watch the trailer. But I I I've seen the the posters of the characters yeah. that I know nothing about. Character designs, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the the Constantine ancestor. Am I getting? I can't remember her so, name. So no, you're right. Actually, yeah. You're so right. um, that intrigued me as well, and I was like, oh, I cool. So a lot of a lot of the fanboys, um, and it's mostly boys, um small-minded boys who are pissing yeah. and moaning online about Jenna Coleman being cast as Joanna Constantine. Yeah. Thinking that it's a gender swap of John Constantine. It's not. It's his fucking ancestor. It's his ancestor. So Joanna Constantine yeah. uh, was a character in the Sandman comics. Yeah, um, she was. And the problem with this is, is that it's just they looks like they've brought her to modern day. Um, and that's the difference. Have time travel? It, it's... So it's, I know nothing. So, so it's all, basically all the realms of reality. If you want to think about it that. Okay, cool. So, but yeah. I'm just I'm I'm loving. So I there was a recent kind of redo of the. I don't know if we got it here. I think it was only just in the states. Um, but, um, Barnes and Noble got this gorgeous, reprint of Sandman Book One, and Bilquis Evely, the artist, did a cover. Forward, have you seen this, Jill? Um, um, I don't think so. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can. I don't know if I. I can't bring it up here to show everyone on on the stream, but uh, let me just see if I can. Um, I don't know if I can just uh, send this to the, to our chat just to show you. Mm. This. I'm gonna just take a picture of it, and it's not gonna do it any justice. But Barnes and Noble did a re-release of Sandman book. This was the cover done. Just, <laughs> um, but the colors are gorgeous. The line art is gorgeous. It's just, it's beautiful. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm I'm very excited for this. August the fifth on Netflix. Um. Yep. And Gaiman is involved, so he's not like he's yes. never not done a um a series adaption of his work and not been involved in it. Yeah. Like, you know, Good Omens being the prime example that everyone seemed to fall in love with, so much so that it's getting a second season, even though there wasn't a second book. Yep. Um, How do you feel about that? Torn. But Neil is involved again. Terry, I, don't, I think Terry's daughter has signed off on it. Mm. So once she gives a seal of approval, because she's very much a yardstick of quality when it comes to Terry's adaptations, because, yeah. like, the Nightwatch, the, the, the Guards Guards adaptation that they did. Where they completely changed it, but like a BBC America did an adaptation, and it was just like it was it was fucking terrible. I haven't yeah. watched it. I don't want to watch. Don't it. Never seen don't it don't bother. And don't go near it. I, like that wrong. It's just and they did so nope. Like Terry Pratchett adaptations need to be done. It's like there's there's a certain a certain frame of mind of a creative team that has to get behind this to adapt it in a way that does it justice. Terry Pratchett is one of the geniuses of the modern age, in my opinion. I grew up on his books. I've, I've reread them so, so many times. And I'm just like, to take something that so many people find so precious. And the Guards Guards books were my first, the Men at Arms books and the Guards Guards books were the first mm. Disc World novels that I read. Um, and to see that adaptation come, come about, it was just, it was like they just took it and set it on fire and pissed on it. It was that bad. And even his daughter came out and said, look, this is garbage. Like, in so many words, she said, look, 
this adaptation was not approved that we don't agree with it it's not great they bought them they had the rights something along those lines she definitely spoke out events about out against this show and this adaptation version of it they turned it into kind of a steampunk diesel punk kind of version of it and vimes one of the greatest literary characters in existence sam vimes was turned into a raging jack sparrow-esque drunk and it's like fuck off that's not good no it's not good it's not good and so no i don't give it the time of day don't even you know waste your time just read the books listen to the new audiobook adaptions that came adaptations that came out because they are fucking amazing kind of i'm pretty much getting all of them and i mean i've read these books countless times but i will reread them over and over and over again because they are so well written um, yeah. and they're so insightful and they're still so relevant to this day like the first one came out in the early 80s for christ's sakes and they're still relevant Rincewind, esme fucking they're all relevant to this day and it's just like pratchett was a was very much finger on the pulse before there was a pulse type of a situation so yeah i think any kind of adaptation of his work gets scrutinized by fans um but if you've never read a terry pratchett book do yourself a favor and go read one read them if you, if you don't Enjoy. like reading there's audio which has helped me immensely get through books so the audio books are beautiful they're absolutely they're, they're right now the re-releases that they're bringing out are fantastic and beautifully read by everyone involved and the bill nighy interjections as the appendix just amazing like just that voice just every now and again you hear a jingle and a voice chimes in and he's reading the appendix out to you as you're listening and perfect every single beat of it is perfect i recommend it I'm going to have a look for them on uh, Audible. Yeah, that's where I get Later. Them. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. go check them out. Um, oh. e- Equal Equal Rights was the first one I jumped on. And straight yeah. away, as soon as I started listening to it, I just went off and got Weird Sisters. And I'm going to continue on Witches Abroad. And I'm going to listen to all the, the Granny Weatherwax books, um, all the witches, the witches books, because they're fantastic. And uh, Indira's doing, she's doing them all. So, I mean, you know. Sweet. Well, it's a long list of audiobooks I have to listen to. Yeah. I'm getting there. It's good. Walking the talk. I just found out recently, also on an audiobook, like, um, I've always kind of, especially because we were talking about briefly mentioned Lower Decks and whatnot, that, you know, if you don't know, Lower Decks allows you to kind of, it's funny, but it's 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 realistic at the same time. Yeah. You get to see certain things. One of them you get to see is Riker, uh, you know, like uh, on the Titan, you know, throwing his leg over his seat, you know, commanding and whatnot, which oh, is pretty man, awesome. Man. And I remember when I was, well, not when I was younger, but a, a couple of years ago, uh, again, I'm a slow reader, and I know there's there's uh, a, a rake of books uh, of him on the Titan, but uh, I could only find them in French. But just the other day, I don't uh-huh. know why, I checked again, and someone, like, actually, it's weird, talk about, like, how uh, someone apparently did them all in 2018. So I don't know what happened if I've gone into an alternate reality or something. But yeah, there's a rake of books now on Audible of those books that really? were only originally done in French. Now they're done in oh, English. I, I yeah, didn't no. know. I didn't. I have all the Titan books, actually books, but, but I, did, I didn't now. know they were on Audible because I went looking for them as well and they weren't available. They were so French, now. But now again, this is where you know, like briefly, it's like when you when you you're quoting something all the time. I don't know what what it's called. There's something effect, and then you find out it's different. I'm like, hang on, I thought this was only ever done in French. And in 2018, I, I remember checking. But yeah, that's the next, once I'm done with the Briz book, 
uh, which I'm really enjoying at the moment. Yeah, they, good they luck with that. There's a lot of them. <laughs> I'm I'm reading the companions, which actually, uh, uh, I should have copped what it was when I was reading it, and I I, I don't I don't know if anyone doesn't want the the Drizzler Warden book, certain Drizzler books being spoiled. Go la la la. But one of the things that killed it for me is like one of the things I loved about the books is the companions, the um the companions of the hall, all those characters, Drizzler Warden's friends, and. In certain towards the end of the, uh, certain books, um, they begin to due to what's going around, they begin to die because of the spell plague, and you know they one of them leaves to finally it goes off and it raises a family. You never find out what happens, and Drizzt is left alone. And I I I hated that because that shouldn't happen to such a nice character. But then this new book, well, it's not a new book; it's an old book. It's uh, I think there's another six books after called The Companions. He does something that I think is was cheesy, except it's D and D. A god decides to, and I remember you you mentioned it, and I didn't yeah. click with me when you said it ages ago because I was given out about Wayne. Was like, yeah, they're they're all the all Driz's friends are gone. I'm not liking it, and you kind of nearly you meant. I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, I didn't want yeah, to spoil it. Yeah, I, I was like, huh? But again, the the god. What was happening is the god was you know stopping the friends from going to the afterlife, and uh, I can't remember. And Maliki, I think it was, and she she gives them a choice. It's like you can either go on to the afterlife, or you can go. Back to Driz. Uh, Catty Breed does it. Catty Breed is saying, like, Driz need, will need them. So they get reincarnated. And you follow uh, Riggs, Catty Breed, and Brunner Battlehammer as they're born and as they grow up, fully remembering their, their past lives. And yeah, I, I'm on the next book now where they've, where they've met Driz. And just, I just was so happy I had to just briefly say it. But audiobooks are great because I don't think I would have. I would have caught up with the books I missed. Like I think I read the first fifteen, sixteen, but but thanks to audiobooks, I managed to like There's, I got yeah. something left. Or 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 a Salvatore, yeah. yeah, he he he's he, brilliant. He did a lot. My my one gripe about the Driz books is the guy that they have reading the early ones. Well, the Chris from the Crystal Shard onwards. Yeah. He whenever they talks about oh this person lived somewhere, he says this person lived somewhere. That's how you pronounce it. Oh, I don't think it's just like the flea in Star Wars. It's just like you're like, oh, it just takes you right out of the moment. There's it's certain like, names that I can't remember typically that he says and the way he pronounces them. I'm kind of like, you're doing it wrong, but I'll forgive you because mm. I'm enjoying the shit. Yeah, out yeah. Of it. That's but the like, that, got... that is the danger of some audiobooks. But then, yeah. then you look at because um, I had a rake of Terry Pratchett audiobooks from years ago that were read mm. by. Oh, what was the actress's name? I can't remember. She was in Doctor Who. She's been a rake of shit. She's in Calendar Girls. And you'd know her if you see her. I can't remember her name. But she did it. And she was great. But uh, Indira, as I can't stress this enough, the Granny Weather Wax books with Indira Verma reading them, they are so damn good. So when she showed up in Obi-Wan, it was like, oh, great. There's, her, there's herself. There's herself. I've loved her since, I've loved her since Rome. Yeah, Rome. I never got to see Rome, but I had to go. Ah, oh, Darren, find that and do I, yourself. I will. It's only two seasons. Two seasons, oh. and they're like short seasons yeah. as well. Like, so, yeah. I did see a pic. Like, so I had to go. I was like, oh, why have I seen her before? It's and then I, I seen the picture of her in Game of Thrones with the Mandalorian, and I was like, that's why. She was in Torchwood as well for like one episode. She was. Oh my god, she, she was. was. She was in the season finale, the season starter of Torchwood. And then she comes back for obvious reasons. Oh, how did I forget about her? She's in that show that Ashling D did, This Way Up, which I've recommended to people. Yes. It's a very good comedy show, but yeah, she's part of the supporting cast. She's in a rake of uh, shit. She's, fanta- she's fantastic. Of shit. Yeah, she's fantastic. And she always brings a level of class. 
um, to everything. Um, so yeah. And she is stunning. <laughs> Um, she and she, funnily enough, she's in Star Wars now, but she was Pedro Pascal's love interest in Game of Thrones. Yeah, she was, uh, which yeah. is kind of cool. Hilarious sand. Yeah, she was one of the sand snakes, sand vipers. What are she's they called? The mother of the sand snakes. Yeah, yeah, she? yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So look, this podcast has been up and down. We've given out about stuff. We've uh, praised stuff. We've gushed about strange new worlds. It's a uh, it swings and roundabouts because for the longest time we were giving out about Star Trek, but now I don't know. Like I mean, and I'm like I know there's a lot of people online giving out about Star Trek because of wokeness and certain characters. They're all assholes. They are complete yeah. assholes. And Hugh McGregor rightly came out and was like, "Fuck off." Um, yeah. You know. But I get to fuck. Yeah, like seriously, like I no. I have I have no issue with the casting of of Obi Wan Kenobi. I've no issue with anything like that. I've just an issue with the story. But if you want a very well cast show with cracking sci-fi and just fun and hope and joy and ex- and ex- exploration, you can't go wrong with Stranger Worlds. You really can't. It's really, really yeah. fucking good. One of the good. good um, and check out the Terry Pratchett audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I think that's enough recommendations for the podcast. Yeah. Um, and we are going to be returning to our D and D game very soon. Yep. We, we want to thank our ongoing sponsors, Dakota Irish and Dublin City Comics. You can check Edgebags. them out. Total Ledgebags. You can t- check them out at uh, dakotairish.com and dubbincitycomics.ae. Uh, also, check out our latest episode of our D&D campaign for Dakota Irish giveaway code, or Dakota Irish discount code, and a Dublin City Comic giveaway, which is top tier. A uh, copy of volume one of the legendary edition or something of Rat Queens whatever they call it, but it's a beautiful... Solid comic. Yeah, beautiful hardback, uh, black covered with the silver kind of inlay. inlay. If this was like American Psycho... Yeah, very goth, but if it was American Psycho, Patrick Bateman would be looking at the embossed logo on it and going, ooh. You would. Um, <laughs> but um, actually, I don't know why this reminds me of it. You know, I know what it reminds me of it, but I watched Morbius. Oh, how was it? I believe it's it's you know you know one of those films that is like so bad but you can't help but have fun because okay. it's one of those films that you just go you know what I'm going to crack open two bottles of wine I was going to say should I get one yeah I kind of yeah it's it's one of those films that like it's grown to meme level status of just a movie right. I, I will I do love the fact that there were so many memes of it going around online that Sony got the wrong end of the stick and thought that it was popular and re-released it in the cinema and it flopped again. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what the hell they were thinking there. And then yeah. Jared Leto was, has embraced it and there's a video of him like you know looking at a script from one of the memes as well, which I think is funny. If I, it didn't I get so bad that they... don't know. I, I could be wrong on this. I don't know whether it's true. I could be completely wrong. But I nearly swear they've agreed in a sequel. I don't think what? it didn't make enough. It couldn't have made. I enough. don't know. Like I, I will say again. I've watched it, and I like a lot of stuff, and I'm not going to apologize for that because as long as it entertains me, I am happy. And <laughs> I and I'm not sorry. Not to, not to, not to, <laughs> but Morbius for me, I wanted a guy called Morbius. That's a vampire, and that's what I got. And that's what you got. That's what I got because. This was already going to be bad. Now here's I'm going to say because I completely forgotten and I I I really want to say this. Um, anything that doesn't have Spider-Man in it, especially 
a villain, you know, like that's meant to be a villain of Spider-Man isn't going to be good. And here's, here's the thing. So I didn't think this was going to be good, but I'll tell you something. I enjoyed this more than I did with Venom 1 and Venom 2 because I, now here's the reason, and it's a good reason. I didn't know much about the character. I don't know how much. Huh? I know. I love you. <laughs> um, I was heavily. We're hitting in all Venom. the Kim beats. Everything Venom one Venom, all the, Venom. My brother read the comics. I got them from the comics when he was in Spider Man. I was able to read them as a kid, so I knew a lot. Morbius. All I really knew about him is from the cartoon. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him. He, he, and everything that happened to him happened, except he didn't. He didn't get. Well, yeah. If the sequel's gonna happen, he didn't get attacked by Blade for being a vampire, and Spider-Man didn't show up. But I thought it was very entertaining. Even the I think we were talking about this before. Even the the bat fists, uh, which I want Batman to do. I'm sorry, I want bat fists now. It's in there. It has to be done. Oh they have wow! To it. Marvel Amazing. have done it. Batman needs to 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 come back with with his own. But again, I I because I, I wasn't invested in it. I found it very very entertaining. I thought Matt Smith, and he's got so much bad luck. I thought he was very entertaining as the bad guy to Morbius. Yeah, that's what he needs to have a word with his agent. But again, yeah. it, when you know more about a, a villain to Spider-Man, that's when you hate them. I thought like it, it was more entertaining than the other two uh, Venoms were because I don't think they did the well. They, I don't think they did um, uh, Carnage well. Um, for one, they didn't have the theme tune from Maximum Carnage, uh, which is always a no. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's why I enjoyed it, and I think anyone that doesn't know, and that's why like. Anyone that doesn't know about Morbius and what should have been uh, can go and enjoy it. Except with the, the the after scenes trying to tie it in, that yeah, that's shite. But they've deleted it. Yeah, the the vulture the vulture shows up in the after. The vulture showed up earlier on though. He was in it earlier, wasn't he? If yeah, I remember. Which, and then he turns up as the vulture later. So Michael Keaton turns up in the film. Yeah. Going, hang on, you're in the wrong fucking universe, aren't you? Is this part of the It's like, what universe are we in? There is a confusion where you're kind of going, hang on a second. Now, that kind of ruins you're it. Kind of going, like, on, I, and what universe are we meant to be in? And then I think it's to do with the multiverse thing where it's like, I ended up here, let's join forces, it's Morbin time, sort of a situation. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I will say this you know what, you know what, Matt Smith's villain reminded me of? He reminded me of Michael C. Hall from Gamer. The, oh, I've seen that. Because yeah, he's that was he's, good. he's kind of like this weird campy. I'm gonna do a bit of a dance when you don't expect me to do a bit of a dance, and I'm embrace like he chews up the scenery. He embraces the villainy of the whole thing and the ludicrousy of the whole thing, which is what you can expect from a Jared Leto Helms film, you know. So yeah, I think Leto took himself way too seriously. He was shown yeah. on the Dracula. Yeah. I didn't mind that. And then, yeah, everyone else took it to the way it is. But apparently it was heavily edited by the studio. Like the Tay, Tay Diggs. Not Tay Diggs. Is it Tay Diggs? No. Tyrese Gibson. No. Fuck. I can't remember the name of the actor who was in it. The guy who was in the Fast and Furious. Um, that Rock says he has a big forehead. But he's in it and he plays a cop. But right. there was yes. meant to be a whole subplot of him as a cop with a robotic arm. But they completely <laughs> edited out of the fact that he had a robotic arm. So all the shots were cut that he had the arm. You just see him with a trench coat and his arm is off shot. So the, the film was cut to pieces from whatever the wow. version that the director made. The film was cut to pieces. So it's just, it's, 
It was a fascinating, terrible watch. That's what I'll say. I can. You, you, there are movies out there that are so bad they're good, and like that also had elements of it. The reason why I was watching, but again, Matt Smith. Oh, he he has so much bad luck with movies, but good luck with TV shows. Like I think he was good in The Crown. I haven't watched it, but like um, I it did it's make amazing it. In the crown. But, but I, did that statement? Like, he was good in The Crown. I haven't watched it. No, I hear a lot of like you like. There's no no one's. I've heard a lot of people say, Darren, you should watch The Crown. Matt Smith's good in it, and no one's no anyone that now it's very rare that someone will mention The Crown. But um, I've been meaning. I've said it to you. It. Um. Uh. But again, I again, it's it's a lot. It's always a lot of setup. But this is the one movie where he's the bad guy straight in. Like you know, in Terminator Genesis, there was setup that was going to be Skynet, and such a letdown that he, you know, I well again, I I, I that's a movie that I watch again. I I am. I enjoy most of the Terminator movies, um, but uh, not all. Uh, Salvation and the latest one, um, I did not so much like. But uh, again, I I would have liked to see him as a Skynet, as uh, you know, in the future. But but yeah, again, he 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 has bad luck with movies. Hopefully, it'll change because he's a great actor, you know. He does well with TV. He's in the new Game of Thrones show. So I mean, right right there, he's landed on his feet. Yeah, he's playing a Targaryen. So yes, that'd be cool. White, silver, white hair. Yeah. That's that's dropping soon. I don't know if I have any interest in it. I'll see what happens. Yeah, I might give it a go just to say I tried, but I I'm, I'm I don't have kind of high expectations or a real desire to watch it. But we'll see when the time rolls around. Um, like the trailer looked interesting, and from reading the books and um, reading some of and you know some of the story obviously from the series of the fact that the Targaryens were in power for so long I'm interested to see more of that story but at the same time I was let down the back end of Game of Thrones so I'm a little bit you know apprehensive about being burnt again Um, yeah but we'll see when is it due out? Oh, no, no. Let me Google that for you. I've no idea. Um, I, I haven't. I haven't been really looking at it to be honest with you. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I saw the trailer whenever it came out, and I haven't paid attention since. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm a bit. Well, I'm not finished the books, but I'm currently reading the Wheel of Time, and I will get back to it. I'm book nine, so I'm nearly there. It's taken a while. Um, it's yet it's a ten episode series due on twenty first of August. Yeah, twenty first of August. Yeah. Hey, Sandman will still be airing. Maybe afterwards. Well, see, Netflix are probably going to drop all of Sandman all at once. I hope so. Oh, um, oh that's dropping just before Dublin Comic Con. Oh, I can't sit at home and in my underwear and watch it. I have to look. Con flu. You can use it when, when you get con flu. No, I'm excited to go to the con, but I'm just like, oh, fuck, timing. Um, I, it'll, I'll, I'll, I'll do it on the Monday when I'm recovering from the con. Yeah, yeah I've, 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 booked, I've booked some days off after it. Um, so, speaking of Dublin Comic Con, they have announced Scott Snyder as a comic book guest, and uh, oh, Brian, I know Brian Azzarello as well, which is like they're they're yeah. pulling out all the stops. In fairness to them, they're they're the comic book guests this the, year. It's the Batman folks. Yep. Um, and like it's who there's more to come, so we'll see I've what happens. I've met both of those motherfuckers at New New York Comic Con. Yeah. Got some well, shit signed. Scott Snyder was very nice. I said, Scott Snyder's only there for the Saturday, so if you are going to go is, yeah. and you want to meet him, he's only there for the Saturday. Make sure you get a Saturday ticket. Um, so yeah, no, it's 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 going to be a fun weekend. We're going to be there with Rogue. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a good crack. Uh, just just to kind of wrap it up, because 
we I think we talked about a few different things. Um, can we can, before we wrap it up? Yeah. Can we just? I know it's not Darren's thing. Can we talk about how amazing All Stars All Stars season is? Season seven, all winners season, no filler queens. Holy shit! It's it's so good. So this so is good. for for the uninitiated. This is drag race. This is what <laughs> this is drag race. RuPaul's drag race. Um, uh, Wayne is a fan. Um, Kim would be a fan as well if she were here, and um, is also up to date. Um, because we are on a couple of drag race uh, message groups about it. <laughs> um, we have a message group called Heather's. We, we, what's our mess, what's our drag race message group called? Just called drag race. We need we need to talk about drag race. Is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> I think it's we need to talk about drag race. Um, <clears throat> but so the concept is uh, for for Darren and the uninitiated. So up until now, the All Stars seasons have been made up of girls that have competed before but not won, and this is their second opportunity to win a crown. This season, All Stars All Winners is fully made up of people who have already won on the show. So they have either won the main show or they've won All-Stars. There's what, eight of them? Yeah. Eight of them. And normally in Drag Race, um, you have top queens, bottom queens every week, um, and people get sent home. Some of the rules vary depending on the main show and All-Stars, but this is the first season where nobody goes home. Now, there are shenanigans and you know, winners and cash prizes to be won and all that kind of stuff, but nobody's going home. So everybody is bringing their fucking A game. And some of the queens have, I'm trying to think, are any of the queens? So some of the queens have won all-stars, which means they've done it twice already. So like Trinity yes. and and Monet Exchange. Monet Exchange. They, they were the dual winners of one of, of the all-stars. Sorry. One yeah. of the all-stars, yeah. Um. So they've done it twice already, but like Raja hasn't been on it since season three. She won season three. Jinx won season five. Jinx is one of my favorites. The best. And one of the best drag queens. She's just phenomenal. And they did, so Snatch Game is where they do their celebrity impressions. Um, and they did that early on. What was it? Two, episode three? Episode two. Two, yeah, that's episode two. So it's kind of like blank for anyone who doesn't watch the show. It's like blankety blank. Blankety blank. Blankety but it's blank. like all of the drag queens dress up as a celebrity and then they're asked questions yeah. and it's all about innuendo and I'm making rue laugh. Making rue laugh. Um, and, and uh some and of them some of them bomb, but like they normally do it halfway through the season on the regular season. Usually season they, it's usually episode seven. Upwards, seven, eight, upwards, yeah. Right. Um yeah, brought it in. Episode two, and not only did they all have to do celebrity impressions, they all had to do two each. And oh fucking hell, Mike Tyson, Monet Exchange is Mike Tyson. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I think they all had a moment where they were all really good. All really good. Maybe maybe Jada as Prince was not great. I I'm um, sorry, but I I thought Jada's Prince of like literally the Prince was just him. It's just her like this. It was minimalist. It like was, the, 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 the voice wasn't there. No, it like, wasn't. But it was like, it was the not giving a shit. And yeah, just, that was, that just was very like, Just that. And then everyone goes, <laughs> and that was it. There was nothing yeah. else to it. But 
whenever they were the camera went to them and they did that i just couldn't help but go oh my fucking god and crack up <laughs> now i will say this there's a bottle of wine and six beers deep but oh, okay um Ooh. but i was having a ball and that's yeah, the main thing yeah. that's all you care about so but it was a lot of fun yeah but yeah. no i don't i don't think any of them had each of them had their moment but but Jinx was the clip like she nailed Natasha Leone like yeah absolutely had her perfectly and then Judy Garland and and the whole like the whole thing about addressing something that happened from seasons ago about the guy they made over Tony she just Judy Garland she pulled just, it oh. pulled it out of nowhere but I love the whole like you know. And well, was this my camera? Was, was one, one more? And it was just <laughs> pitch perfect. And even yeah. all of the other queens were just like, "Don't, yeah. we can't, we can't, Nailed it. we, we can't, can't beat it. Yeah. We're done, we're done." I've never seen, like, I've never seen any snatch game where the other queens were just like. However, close contender was Trinity the Tuck with the devil. Yes. <laughs> And her Leslie Jordan was fucking hilarious. She was literally just it. like, just like on the thing. She was like that. She had to be held up. Yeah. <laughs> sitting like that for the entire thing. Amazing. Um, yeah. and, and absolutely filthy and, and no perfect with her impression. Yeah. Oh, there it's, it's like, I, Liam doesn't know anything about drag race like yourself, Darren. And I, I was like, just, just, just watch these impressions. Now this is like the cream of the crop, but watch. This these. is and this is like, where you brought him in. This is his initiation I, like, of drag just race. I dropped him in the middle for the minute, like just because oh, I had been going on and on and on about how much I love things Monsoon and how excited I was because I think she put up something. I think she put up a picture of her Natasha Leone costume on Instagram before I got to see the episode, and I went. But it's the, um, it's, the, it's the Russian doll Natasha Leone. Yeah, That's the look. Yeah, it's the yeah, red the hair. hair yeah. The, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was really excited about it. I was telling about it. I was like, "Wait, you see this? Wait, you see this?" And yeah, he was. He was like, "This, yeah, I I understand the the allure for this. I'm like, this is only a very small part of it. There's so much more. There's so much yeah. more. There's all the design challenges and blah 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 blah." blah, blah. You have taken your first step into a larger world. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. I have you now. Yeah. Oh, I just you, you know how to hook him. Season six. <laughs> Season six to hook him. That's it. Get the Bianca Del Rio info. Grand. Oh, I love her so much. Yeah. And, and the weird thing is, is that I had heard rumors online that Bianca was going to make a an appearance at some point, but I think right. she's doing the unsanitized tour at the moment. And when they were being recorded, so she wasn't around. But she was. Yeah. She was yeah. randomly tweeting about this season, which she doesn't usually do. But yeah. the one thing that threw me about, and it it got me, it got me early on, the very, very first episode of one of my all-time favorite queens, uh, when they're doing the introduction. So in the show, the, the queens come in one at a time and they do their intro. And in All-Stars, it's like the return of the, the well-known queens. Yeah. And everyone had come into the room and then one last queen came in and she had this wide Joan Collins-esque hat that was draped over her face and you couldn't see it. It was like a, a tight corseted body and just, just long legs. And I just hear this voice, and I was like, holy fuck, I know that voice. And everyone's like, what the fuck, who's this? And then she lifts the hat up, and it's Raven. Now, yeah. Raven is one of the earliest queens from season two. Raven famously didn't win it twice, and mm. was robbed 
twice because yeah. they should have won. But Raven went on to be RuPaul's official makeup artist. And is now an Emmy Award winning makeup artist yeah. because of the show. So for Raven to turn up well, as a supposed contestant, everyone else's yeah. face was like, Fuck! <laughs> we are fucked. It's it's done. Just it's done. And I was like, yes, yes, give yeah. it, give us that, give us, give Raven the win. Like even this early on, give it just, you know, she deserves just give it. Give her a crown. But it was a fake out. Basically, Rue runs in and goes, "No, you're not. You didn't win anything. Well, you've never won a, a drag race, so get out." So it was oh. a joke. So I was like, "Yeah, Boo, fuck." <laughs> so yeah. Boo but that was that kind of that was like ah fuck that shit. But there's always in this show there's always that type of fake out or a weird twist or they throw a spanner in somewhere with like and I'm waiting for that to happen because we're like I've only we've watched up the season I've watched up the episode three so far. Untalked of episode three. We literally just watched Untalked three tonight. Yeah. Got episode four left to do, and episode five is this one. Yeah. And there's been no spanners at all. Everyone's like happy out. They're all like, oh, well, nobody's going home. It's all great. We're all friends, and you look great, and you look great, and you look great. Zero shade, because these queens have been through the mill. They've all turned Mm. the world together. Like, countless times, they've been around the world together on different drag shows, so they all know each other. So there's no famous RuPaul Drag Race shade. It's all a love-in. Yeah, which is lovely. It's nice. It's really lovely. But I'm waiting for something to happen. I don't know, it's... It's too, it's like there have been seasons where it's been really, really nice up until the last four. And then it's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I'm waiting for something. I'm waiting for something just to, the, the last, the, the, you know, the other shoe to drop. And yeah. for something to happen. But no, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to watch all of these very seasoned queens do their thing. Do so well. many of my faves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Evie's as well. Um, Raja, I loved. There isn't a bad one in there at all. I mean, yeah, like it's it's the winner's circle basically. So, yeah. yeah, it it is good. Um, as as we kind of about to sign off on this, but we haven't talked about it, and I know we haven't caught up on. Like I know myself and Dman are caught up on this, and we're coming up on the two hour mark. So we'll finish yeah. the episode on this. Stranger Things season four. <laughs> it's it's. We can all. I think. Can we all agree it's top tier entertainment? I, 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 again, I, I didn't watch it when it came out because I was like, "Hang on, what?" And then I checked the dates. It's like, oh, so it's only the first episode. And then I remembered, no, they dropped them all. And I was like, but, but. So for the for the week, it, everyone else was watching it. I was kind of like doing a Rocky montage, watching all the 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 old uh, series again, like and and they 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 they're really good still. They've all I've got a 2016, so you know, but. They're still all good, and just every single episode, it gets better and better, remembering what they've done, adding to it. And no surprise they do it with season four. Um, again, and even though season three was nice, it wasn't, because they did the one thing you never do, they split the party. Mm-hmm. So we're going into season four with the party being split, Hopper's missing, uh, unless you watch the, the, the trailer they kind of showed, because they should have kept that secret. But yeah, so you're kind of like going, oh crap, what's going to happen? And and it's just kind of three different stories going on with the two, three different groups. But um, it, it, it's done really, really well. And they, again, with the team of, of D&D, they're, 
some of the lads are playing D and D, and you know one of them has kind of become a basketball player, so he's not playing as much. And it, and the, the, I want like and they introduced the new the, the new monster Vecna. But one thing I loved, um, and because it, it it always takes, and I was talking about this with a friend, certain things that happen in America it takes a while to get over here. And again, like in what well, it's it's set in two thousand, sorry, two thousand. It's set in 1984, so I think I was six. Uh, no, no, not 84. So I was six, but like roughly 10 years later, uh, I think of, I'm getting I'm getting the ages wrong because I don't want to admit that I'm even older, but I was probably 16. <laughs> but I know I was definitely playing D&D over in my friend's house with a bunch of the other lads on a Sunday. And it started like in, in Stranger Things, where it, back then it was like, oh, it's the devil. It's a gateway drug into, into worshipping the devil. It's bad. Parents, should, if they see their kids doing this, should stop it. Um roughly like five uh, years later or like uh, like uh, it finally caught up in ireland where they start they just came on the telly like oh yeah dungeon dragons is is like bad people shouldn't play it they're they say they're satanists and i was over my friends kind of going apparently we're satanists now like we, we worship the <laughs> devil you know no he's your satanist like, now father we're satanists now father you know like <laughs> even though i think we were going in uh to you know fight a balor and stop him from doing evil things and i was like yeah, the Catholic Church have D and D so like you know they so understand it, but it, that that bit was great to see you know where it originated from, but it's sorry it, it, it not sorry it's been uh, brilliant I really enjoyed it, um, I can't wait to see the last two episodes we only got seven which that was the only little thing I didn't like give us it all but I I guess they want people talking about it they want people mm. months and then they're gonna drop the last two I definitely want to get a, a Hellfire Club T-shirt. And I definitely want to get some black dice. And that will be the probably in the, in the future is what I'll be getting. But yeah, loving it. Apparently pennies have the Hellfire t-shirt if you can find them. A lot of pennies are sold out of them. I'm wondering... I have... No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say I haven't seen any of it yet. So I'm looking wow. forward to into it. Wow. I know. I know. Well, you've a lot of fun ahead of you because it's... Yeah. And each episode Can't is wait. like hour plus. It's an hour and change. Yeah, I did. I did yeah. notice that when I clicked on like it's proper like lengthy episodes presumably shit you can get your teeth into oh, no, seven hours seven hours close so it's it's cracking and it's like proper it's really well paced it's great story progression very well laid out writing is top-notch characters are phenomenal um like all the new characters that they introduced they're all brilliant yeah. and it's and kate bush kate bush yes. it's now like kate bush has got a new re- re- revigorated career not that she needed it but the, the kids are all listening to Kate Bush now. The kids know who she is now. Yeah, yeah. And, like it's it's a weird idea, but I mean, I was I was in work yes two days ago. I was a young lad down in their post room. I went down to drop off a package. A young lad in their post room listening to Running Up That Hill. And I was like, oh yeah, you did you? And he says, oh, I watched Stranger Things. I was like, do you know who that is? And he's like, yeah, it's it's some English singer. And I was like, well, her name is Kate Bush. Do you know anything else? And he's like, no, but she sounds savage. Like it's brilliant. I was like, well, here, look, bring up your Spotify, because he was listening on Spotify. So bring up your Spotify. And I gave him a list of Kate Bush songs to queue up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he says, what? what that, that's a Madden one. That's a mad name one there. And I says, that's, well, ba- that's Babushka. That's Babushka. Uh, Babushka, yeah. Babushka, yeah. Well, The Hounds of Love is a solid album, because Cloud Bursting is on that as well. Yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, and actually, when he put on Hounds of Love, he was like, Hounds of Love. I've heard this song before. And I was like, yeah, the Future Heads did a cover of it about, Ten years ago. Ten years ago. And it's a cracking cover, but it's not Kate Bush. Um, but he he was he started listening through a few of them, and he was like, "Fuck me, this is amazing. This is really cool shit. Like really good stuff." It's like, well, yeah. 
like you know 80s yeah like 80s music 80s music was a gold mine stuff yeah but um Kate Bush it's so nice to hear that she like she's in all the top 10 charts around the world yeah 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 Yeah. it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant actually placebo did a good cover of Rolling Up That Hill they did yeah that was a a good one it's a b-side I think yes yeah I think you're right um, I'm I, it's, it's song on Lewis on the way home. So, and I seen the the, the uh, placebo one. I didn't press it, but uh, I'm gonna listen to it when we finish just to see the difference. But um, I'll I'll share my playlist of of covers with you, Darren. Awesome. Some crackers in there, some dodgy ones too. That one's cool. mostly, <laughs> mostly bangers, mostly bangers. But I I am kind of looking forward to seeing how many people are like getting into new music uh, because of Stranger Things and have yeah. played D D. Like um, it does remind me of like. Not that, but it in, in in Fairhouse anyway. There was where I, where I was uh, going to school. There was very few rockers. I think there was five of us, but we did play. We did play D and D. You know, uh, the bullies. Listen to Kate Bush. The bullies kept away from us because yeah, listen to Kate Bush as well. Shh. No, um, because if everybody knows, you know, it'll be good things. People, everyone will be listening to us. But um, yeah, we 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 didn't get bullied because we were scary tall blokes. Um, in fact, I, I'm still one one uh. The guys got to see me uh, sort out a bully because uh, I found out my bully or my my brother was getting bullied, and uh, I bumped into the guy and pretty much lifted him up. It's different from the movies, uh, from the movies or TV shows, kids. I grabbed him, lifted him up right outside the principal officer, and told him to leave my brother alone or else. And uh, he couldn't talk his way out of it. It was great. <laughs> Probably the only ever time people seen me go full scary giant. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but again, that's what I'm saying is like you're saying, oh, these guys don't know like these role players. They're, they 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 they've been they've been the uh, you know they're trained in the ways of weapons and whatnot. They know what to do. See some but, shit. Um, See some shit. Yeah. Um, okay, folks, we're gonna leave it there. Um, hope you've enjoyed this rambling, mostly kind of like I didn't like that episode, but it's, you know, it's been uh, coherent and you know with well balanced arguments and some color commentary and some music and. Yeah. Rambling. Everything well structured. We meant to do everything. Yes, Yes. it was all planned. Everything you expect from podcast. Folks, until the next time, um check us out on YouTube, check us out on Facebook, Twitters, and Instagram. All of the things. I have to say Twitter the same way blind boy said Twitters. Um Twitters. Twitters and Instagram, all the socials. And you can check out our D and D campaign, social media shenanigans available on our YouTube channel as well. Check out our sponsors, Dakota Irish. Uh, Dublin City Comics, so Dublin and check out the latest episode of our, our of our D and D campaign for a discount code for Dakota Irish, and also a great giveaway thanks to Dublin. Mm-hmm. Until next time, folks. I've been Wayne. I've been Darren. I've been Jill. Have a good one. See you later. Ow. Ow.